Do 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 Switch Mania Playcast. Welcome to the Switch Mania Playcast. Hello. So two. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> chugging right along. Chugging, chugging. Right along. <laughs> uh, we got a. What is it? Like two weeks in, three weeks in now, and we're uh, already recording a day late. It's great. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's all We've good. made it. We'll talk about it at the end of the episode by uh, Trials and Tribulations. <laughs> so, um, do we have any actual feedback from the last episode about the podcast? That was one thing that I asked you, JP, and you were like, Oh, um, we had some feedback for the game of the episode. Yes. I, you know what? I, I did have some feedback. Uh, I did too, so that's what I was like. Cause we, just so all the listeners know, we don't rehearse this shit. We, we just come on and talk. <laughs> Which is the perfect way to do it. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Like, JP doesn't even know the games I got this week. It's great. No. You probably know what I got only because I post everything, but I'm curious to see what you picked up. Exactly. And I don't know everything because I don't completely see every post. <laughs> oh, so you're not. You don't follow me religiously? Well, I, you know, I'm hurt now. <laughs> Alright, so, um, so what feedback did you get? Yeah, so I heard that it was enjoyable. It's a good listen on your car ride into work. You know, we do about an hour or so, so it's definitely good for commutes. And they said even listening at work, it was uh, it was fun to hear about what we had to talk about with the Switch and the, the format that we have. So, so far, it really seems people are enjoying what we're putting out. And, you know, this is for them, so any feedback is always welcome because we want to make the show enjoyable for our listeners, not so much just for us. Yeah, and I mean, we're trying to keep it as family-friendly as possible. Might, I might catch myself cursing every once in a while, but we try not to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing that I noticed, and which was really cool, is um, we got a few uh, ratings on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have some five-star ratings on iTunes, which is awesome, and we definitely appreciate it. Um, so what ratings do on for a podcast is the more five-star ratings we get on iTunes, the higher up on the food chain we show up on searches and stuff, so then more people will find us and listen to us. So, oh, nice. To me, that's a really cool goal, is just have more people be able to find out and you know, check out the Switch Mania Playcast. So, Absolutely. Any and all, you know, um, ratings and that y'all give us, we definitely appreciate it. So, you know, the more, the, the merrier, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the third piece of business that I think is um, really cool and what I want to do is I told JP that I got a contest that we need to do. Um, this is going to be an interesting one, and I think JP's going to gonna laugh at least. So that'll be worth <laughs> it enough. Um, so here's the contest. You have... Today is... You know, the um, today we're recording this on a Thursday. You have till Saturday. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna upload this today on YouTube and tomorrow on you have like basically a day tomorrow on iTunes. You have a day. How generous. The first listener to send the best audio recording of the Switch Mania Playcast theme. So, <laughs> so the theme that JP rec- like did last week, the first one to record the coolest thing, and the next day. <laughs> Is going to get an East Asia Soft gift card, gift uh, coupon that I have. It's about to expire on the 19th, so that's why I said like, yeah, you got a couple days. But I literally have it, and just 
prevent me from buying Panty Party, which is good. I don't <laughs> want to buy it. You gotta buy it. You gotta buy it. <laughs> so, the first listener to send us a crazy recording, um, and we will absolutely play it on next week's <laughs> podcast. I would like to hear that. You know, my three-year-old, or three-and-a-half-year-old, uh, does the, the jingle now. Uh-oh. <laughs> so he may have to enter. Three-year-old, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would like to see because I bet we'll get some craziness. And, uh-huh. and if we get multiple ones that are hilarious, I have more coupons that don't expire <laughs> in three days. But I got, I want to absolutely at least throw that out there since you know I have non-given giveaways, stuff that I've gotten just from my own purchases. So mm-hmm. it's perfect. <laughs> the first person that is contest, go! <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's jump in um, to the next piece of the pie because I don't think we need to do intros every week. I think people nope. realize that we they don't know us. Know. If they don't, then listen to an older episode. There you go. <laughs> so that's what episode zero is all about. Exactly. So um, so JP, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first on what we've gotten in this week? Yeah, I don't know what you got, so I'd like to hear what you picked up. <laughs> so normally, so you can go first. I might get one game every once in a while, and I actually got in five, Whoa. which is crazy to me. So the first one, um, you're definitely tracking. Uh, you, you sent me the link for it, and it was Nightmare Boy. Mm-hmm. So that one just, I saw somebody post it up for sale in the... Uh, the Switch group on Facebook and then somebody goes, oh, it's cheaper somewhere else. And then you sent me the link and it was like basically almost free shipping or something crazy. <laughs> yep. From Europe and it's a platformer, uh, your zombie, and it looks pretty cool. Uh, might be a candidate for a future episode. That would be pretty cool. Definitely. Have you played it all? Do you know anything about Nightmare Boy? No, I've seen the box because I have it, but that's the extent that I've uh, so that's a been with the game. candidate, um, that's the thing. Like, that would be awesome. It's right in my wheelhouse, too. Like, platformers and stuff. We love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one that I got, um, and I was on a hunt for last weekend, um, I got Saints Road Deluxe. Excellent. Yeah, and I got the little inserts. So, the hunt was that with the Saints Row, the... Um, the full what is it called the full package the complete package the, the full package the full package um well at game stops in game in is that canada game uk uk yeah mm-hmm. uk people can uh, talk smack to me um <laughs> but they got a little baggie that had extra treats in it so most of the time with a a bigger release i'll hold on to until it's used but the fact that they sent limited amounts of these baggies means that you're basically not going to be able to find those. Oh, yeah. And so I just went to my local GameStop on Friday after we ate dinner, because we usually go out and eat dinner on Friday. And <laughs> I just went out there, and I'm like, you know what, I'll just go and see if they have it. Um, I had, after we ate, on the drive, I had my wife pre-ordered online at, at that <laughs> store. Um the classicness was though that my wife like she did that i go in and i'm like hey i got a pre-order for the game and they go oh and so the employee comes out with that in his hands and he's like oh and he goes to another employee and goes does this even come with it or what's that and i'm like i just go yeah it does <laughs> and he's like he's like, like no don't worry i do a podcast <laughs> that's what i told him <laughs> 
but it was pretty hilarious because um and the guy was like oh well, we only got this one in and i was like mm-hmm. i must have been the only person to actually pre-order it <laughs> at this store and i'm in you know a tiny town middle of nowhere can't drink the water taxes so like <laughs> there's two game stops out here though no chipotle but there's two game stops out here and so i just checked the first one if i would have you know um not ran into any luck there and the one employee that there's an employee there that knows my books so he knows me he knew me when mm-hmm. i showed up the first time which was crazy um but the, the the employees that were there didn't know me the other game stuff they all know me there because they they're like avid retro gaming fans mm-hmm. like it's crazy when you get to that point where people know me based on my books and stuff that must be a good feeling interesting I mean, you yeah. had people hunting you down, JP, at Midwest Gaming Classic. At least three. That's, I had at least three people who, they're like, "Do you, are you with JP Switch Mania? I was like, I am JP. And they're like, okay. When you were uh, running around um, worried about the, the weather, there was two people uh-huh. that were like, looking for you. <laughs> I, I never found out who they were. No. Nope. They haven't complained. Need to come out and but, say it. <laughs> but, but I will say what's interesting about the uh, Saints Row GameStop yeah. uh, pre-order bundle is that you know we knew about it for a while because a press release had gone out and they mentioned that this this bag of goodies was going to be exclusive to gamestop and this was shortly after we had seen it on games website in uk so now we knew that you know the u.s was going to get it but what's funny is that even up to like a week before it came out so this the game came out last friday gamestop stores didn't really know about this i don't know if communication didn't go out or whatnot but you know, we started calling up stores saying like, hey, did you get this in? And they go, what are you talking about? So I actually had to show them on the phone on their website like, oh, it's this, you know, it's this separate package of goodies. And they said, yeah, I didn't even know we were getting that. And I had other people online also do the same thing. They started calling. And then every day we started calling. And then finally on their on their paperwork, they showed it as coming in. But from all the reports that I saw, they pretty much got enough for pre-orders and maybe one or two extra. So, yeah, yeah, this is something that you know people are going to realize. Hopefully, you know they listened to us last week, so they knew about it, or they exactly. follow me, where I, you know, I always try and post these things right away to give people enough time. But yeah, these are this is definitely one of the coolest, cooler bag of goodies we've gotten because what it is is you know you said it had a bag right so yep. it was sealed it said saints row on it and on the packaging and on the back of it it said what's included but what's really awesome is that it comes with a variant cover it comes with uh little outer sticks sleeve. yeah the little thumbsticks outer sleeve for the actual case three art cards i think a poster mm-hmm. i mean it was and it was just awesome goodies for free no extra price you paid the exact same price as if you bought it at a different retailer and that that was awesome, and now they're hard to get. They're starting to become hard to get. Well, and that's exactly it. And us talking about it on the playcast is exactly why I was like, "Well, got to get that because." Yep. I mean, Saints Row Three. You know, it's not even the newest Saints Row, but it's a Grand Theft Auto game we can play on the Switch. So exactly. I was like, "Well, it's first one. Got to get it." I enjoyed playing. I think it was four. I got a, mm-hmm. a version of it where you were like the president or something, and you're flying yep. around. Is it's insane. Yep. Um, but anyways, like I played three a little bit last weekend, um, Mm -hmm. and it was ridiculous, like doing firefights and then you're like in a plane 
the plane goes down, you're falling in the air, shooting enemies that are coming at you, then you're trying to get to your partner, and once you get to her, you like, you see a plane coming at you, it's about to hit you, you like, throw her down, and then you go dive through the plane, shooting the guys as you, like, crash through the window, and Mm -hmm. I did all this first time flawlessly, so I'm not sure how much of in control I was, but it was like... Holy cow, this is amazing. <laughs> like, like that was just like the first or second like little like mission. Like the missions are so over the top. Like yep. I mean it's it's definitely to me proven its ground to differentiate itself just enough from Grand Theft Auto to make it like really fun and enjoyable. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be like an episode of this, but it's it's a really it's gonna be a long play, like kinda of like Breath of the Wild or something where it's it's going to take multiple weeks to play it. Oh, yeah. And I'm hoping this paves the way now for more of uh, the open world games. Hopefully, at some point, we see Grand Theft Auto on the Switch. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, Rockstar's already put out um, L.A. Noir, so it's a... It's a start. Yeah, it's a start. It's that style and L.A. Right. Noir. Um, now, I did see a bunch of reviewers, because I watch a couple of reviews every once in a while on games before I get them, and... They were like talking about the um how the game do- it's like stutters, slows down, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. n- being a retro gamer and not being a complete like obsessed with graphics and all that. Um, I was only playing it in handheld mode, and I noticed mm-hmm. no issues, no real any slowdowns. To me, seemed like it was cinematic. It's like mm-hmm. it was purposeful, so it wasn't an issue. Like to to me, it's it's perfect so far. I haven't had any. Mm-hmm craziness and you know i'm one to break games and stuff like just when i beta test so right it's i have no issues it's been pretty damn fun like that's safe and, and i heard there's a patch coming yeah i've heard that too and it's like i don't know what they're gonna patch but it'll probably be even better like yeah <laughs> that's just my thoughts when i see that kind of stuff and i'm like <laughs> that is pretty cool so that was my second game mm-hmm. <laughs> the third game that i picked up while i got saints row was katamari reroll and nice. that is one that I've been meaning to get for a while. It When I initially decided, oh, yeah, I'm going to get it, that's when it was quote-unquote out-of-print rare before they yep. did the second printing or whatever. Um, I knew because it was like a – I don't know if it was a GameStop stop exclusive, but it was it definitely was. in GameStops. Yeah. So, yeah, in the U.S. it was. Yeah, so because of that, I knew that they were going to do another one because it's mm-hmm. not going to be rare. Um, I think it was used $20 or something. Like yeah, I, I yeah I think at release it was thirty, so twenty is a perfect price. Yeah, and I mean I had the original Katamari Damacy on the PS2, loved mm-hmm. it, never really played it enough, like beyond the first couple intros, and that's like a classic me thing with everything <laughs> beyond like PS2 is I'll play games for like a tiny bit, just like I played mm-hmm. Saints Row three. Or Saints Row for the Switch. Like, play mm-hmm. for a little bit and then never get back to it. Which, so, like, that I definitely used to always do that. And I played Katamari again this weekend, too. Um, and a little bit. <laughs> and it's perfect on the go. Like, it, it's a perfect game for the Switch. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how, like, excellent it is. And it's, I mean, I noticed no issues. I don't know if you've put any time into it because I know you've had it for a while. Yeah, it's still sealed. <laughs> still sealed. See? So, again, some of these could be nom- you know, nominations for the playcast. And if listeners want to see it happen, like just say, hey, yes, you guys need to play Saints Row for the playcast. Or you need to play 
you know, Katamari, because then we'll go into some crazy stories like we are with Fox and Forest when we start going mm-hmm. through it. Like, we'll start telling some crazy stories of what, when we play it, not just yeah. general overviews. And I will say, it, it's funny, you know, you, you bring up, it was a PS2 title, and recently, I've been seeing, at least on our Facebook group, there's this big discussion going on about ports and remakes coming to the Switch, where that seems like it's, a, I don't want to say majority of titles, but Every week it seems like there's some kind of old game coming back on the Switch. And I'm in the camp that I don't mind at all. Yeah. I mean, even if I even if I wasn't collecting everything, there's a lot of games that I didn't play when they first came out. And now to play them again, or at least for the first time now on a handheld and take it with me, I'm fine with that. The price points, I think for the most part, THQ Nordic has it right. They do a lot of the $29.99 well, think price about points. This is that like it could almost be categories with the Switch. You got unique Switch exclusives like Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. style, Nintendo stuff, brand new games. Um, you got the indie brand new games, and mm-hmm. indie brand new games are is a quote unquote I'm using finger quotes even though we're only on audio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because like it was likely on steam before this and other things digitally before this however you got the indie stuff and then you got all these ports which is its own little beast which is really cool and then you have like new games on old franchises which is mind-blowing to me Mm -hmm. and that's some of my other pickups but like that's the mind-blowing thing so like for example though you you mentioned something that went for up for pre-order today today being thursday um mm-hmm. and i didn't even know it was coming out i wasn't tracking it and that was gakaido um which was yes. crazy it was by it was red art games that that did it today and you yes. just you just posted it in one of your tweets and i'm like oh crap okay let me get that because <laughs> i literally got that game on launch for the ps1 and uh-huh. it was amazing i loved it it wasn't you know great it was Kind of reminded me of Fighting Force, if you remember that game for the PS1. Mm -hmm. Reminded me of that more anime. It was cool. It wasn't complicated, um, but it was fun. And I liked Gakaido. And the fact that they were putting it on the Switch, I I didn't even look at any videos. I didn't look at what they've done to upgrade or just if it's a straight port. I don't even know. Like, I just was like, all right, yep, need to get this one. And Again, you have that sweet price point that you're talking about too, where it is like thirty, forty bucks. Like that's right. that's where and my did you wife see the... talks crap, and she's like, "Well, you got a new game." And it's like, "Well, it was only thirty, not sixty. <laughs> did you see the uh, packaging though? Oh yeah. I don't think it's, it's not going to be a you know obviously a true size uh, Game Boy Advance box, but it has you know that little half curve on the left-hand side to, that's very reminiscent. And it comes with stickers also, and it comes with a mini art book. I mean, it was it was 30 euros, which, you know, like you said, is around like, what, 34 $36, and that's perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the game and goodies. That's and, a good combination. Um, yeah, that's true, though. You did mention Game Boy Advance because they released it on the PS1, then they did a Game Boy Advance Kentaro's Revenge which yes. I only played like much later via emulation, but it was well. That's it's, that's what this one is. This one is the Game Boy Advance version. Yeah, the Kentaro's Revenge. Did they port it or did they like remaster it or what did they do? That's a good question. Let us find out, <laughs> internet fans. <laughs> do, 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 do. Loading, loading. <laughs> 
<laughs> as he's typing feverishly. <laughs> yeah, but it's like this is this is real. You know, this is not scripted. Now we're gonna look it up and oh, see. Yeah, we, uh, don't, we don't script anything here. See like, what's different. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, because the thing is, is that like we are fans of the switch through and through uh-huh. like we're literally that was a, a conversation today when i was on a break at work is i saw that post i'm like oh crap and then i'm sitting there trying to to get my copy and like i'm in a spot with no internet of course oh, I'm at. and i'm like so i had to like walk over somewhere else click as i'm trying to do other things <laughs> like <laughs> i knew it wasn't gonna sell out because really like i think only limited run games have like super quick sellouts but um mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to see a sellout of the other game we're going to talk about. I assume we're going to talk about in the new releases with Super Rare. Yeah. Assume we're going to talk about that. And that's pretty much going to be sold out here, like, soon. Yeah. Oh, Earthlock? Already. Yeah, if it's yeah. not already sold out. But we'll talk we'll about check. that in the next yeah. section. <laughs> yeah, I will say, so I'm looking at... I We, JP Switch Mania has not reviewed uh, Gakaido yet. We are going to. Mm. But for now, I'm actually going to refer to a Nintendo Life review. And, no. <laughs> no, only JP Switch made now. <laughs> I know, I know. But see, you know, I, I like, I like Nintendo so, Life. They're they're good. They're good. Peeps. So they did say here that you have, um, you can, blah, you can choose between the original cutscenes and music, or opt for the newly anime style cutscenes and reworked music tracks. Ooh. There's also some extra screen size options along with the original Game Boy Advance resolution, a full screen stretch, or a strange 16:9 hybrid. That stretches the playing field during the outside portions of the game, but shrinks it back to regular GBA screen ratio when you're inside houses or caves. So it looks like, for the most part, the game is intact with a few extra things here or there, but still, it's it looks fun. Well, I mean, the thing is, so Game Boy Advance was pixelated style Super Nintendo, um, mm-hmm. which is why the Game Boy Advance is like one of my favorite handhelds of all time. It's a portable Super Nintendo. So mm-hmm. the Switch... It looks like they went over all the graphics, almost Wonder Boy style, but still kept a lot of anime to it. Mm-hmm. But it looks like they went over the graphics and like refined them and made them look more anime. So it looks pretty awesome. Um, I'm kind of looking at some screenshots too. Kind of King of the Fighters ish is what it's looking like with the with the art style. Mm-hmm. It looks really cool. So I think that's going to be an awesome. And and they added a new two player co op mode. Which is perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I've been it. I've been meaning to use my uh, my Hori arcade stick, and this is one of those games that it would be perfect for. Yeah, yeah, I haven't actually pulled the trigger on the Hori arcade stick yet. I think I have added it to the cart on Amazon <laughs> with hope that my wife will just buy it on accident. <laughs> she hasn't yet. <laughs> See, my wife looks at my car and goes, "Oh, he left all this stuff here. Delete, 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 delete." <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to do that. Nope. <laughs> then you'll start losing game, losing track of your games. That's true. That'll be a never-ending whirlwind. <laughs> uh, speaking of never-ending whirlwind, we got off track, which is perfect. <laughs> we did, yeah. So, so what else did you get? So the other ones, I go to the retro side. So first mm-hmm. of all, um, from the same website that you referred me to with Nightmare Boy, I picked up uh, Gianna Sisters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the ultimate edition, but um, <laughs> yeah, Gianna Sisters is a is a classic one that I've loved because obviously the original, and it's obvious to me, and maybe not some listeners, uh, that the original it was on the Commodore sixty four and was literally a Super Mario Brothers for the NES clone, where it was girls oh, wow. instead of boys, and they literally took the 
sprites of the bricks and everything, and it was ridiculous. <laughs> they changed around the enemies a little bit, and the um, and like the end boss was a giant ant or something. It was mm-hmm. <laughs> it's creepy, the crazy, but um, it was a super classic game. And Nintendo did a cease and desist notoriously and took it down on the Commodore. Oh wow! And it's it's a huge thing where. Um, back in the day with the original Nintendo DS, it actually got a European release called Gianna Sisters. They call it Gianna DS now, or Gianna Sisters DS, Mm -hmm. because it was just called Gianna Sisters. Um, and that was released as a platformer. And then on the PS4, they released Gianna Sisters Twisted Dreams, which this is a version of. This Mm -hmm. ultimate edition. Um, and what's cool is like, they still keep the inherent platforming of Mario. It's short levels as well. Like the original Super Mario Bros. Even with the newer versions, they've kept the same construct that made the original Super Mario Bros. cool. And you have the sisters that can power up with a single power up to get larger. And then you have a fireball. Um, you can warp in and out of reality. So you can press a button and switch from yellow haired sister to red haired sister. And it changes the entire seasons, kind of like Fox and Force that we're going to talk about. Kind of mm-hmm. does that a little bit. Um, and each sister has a little bit of different, um, skills that they can do. Uh, it's, it's really cool though. And again, played it a little bit on the PS4 version that I had. Um, but now I have it for the Switch. It's, I just got it in the mail today. That's why it was kind of crazy that we're recorded a day later and I got two extra games. <laughs> um, <laughs> which means next week I'll probably have Bupkiss to talk about. But that's cool. Um, so, yeah, so I got that one. And then the final game that I got. Actually, did you play Gianna Sisters at all? Or is it still soon? No. <laughs> Stop asking me if I play all these games. I have to. <laughs> so bad. The listeners got to go, JP, we got to play this game. Because that one, again, should be another candidate for the playcast in the future. Um, we have infinite games to play for the play. I know this, this, this will go on forever. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the final game that I got, which was the one that I found today on my lunch break at a used game store, ooh, <laughs> and I saw the cover and I'm like, ooh, is this what I think it is? Um, mm-hmm. I got Penguin Wars. Oh yeah, oh, and good. so Penguin Wars is the 30 year old game for the Famicom that was released. And, and then again on Game Boy, Penguin Coon Wars was the classic, and it was, and it was Game Boy too. But it was like it's just one of those games that I I covered in my NES Oddities book, and I was like, this is super fun. I wish it was multiplayer. I wished it was certain amounts of things. Well, Penguin Wars is four players. It's not only four players on on the same um, screen, but it's also four players with four switches, and so it has every aspect of multiplayer with it. And it's almost like dodgeball, like throwing mm-hmm. up, a, up a 3D, up a 3D screen. It's like almost like dodgeball with chaos, tons of dodgeballs there. And I was talking about it with my daughter, and she's like, "Well, can we play as a fox? Because she's obsessed with foxes for <laughs> some reason right now." <laughs> Which is ironic because you know our episode is fox and forest, and then this week, like within the last couple weeks, Minecraft released a new update with foxes in it. And now mm-hmm. I I don't know if there's a fox character in Penguin Wars because there's a bunch of different animals, but she's like I I want to play as a fox, <laughs> so hopefully there is, and you can play cooperatively as well. So mm-hmm. 
that'll be super cool. But that was my my fifth game, and I was like, that's that's where my uniqueness of how I collect will come into play for the cast too, because I'm not just getting the newest stuff that was released. Like I'm picking up stuff that I hadn't gotten yet because I'm not buying everything online. Mm-hmm. Now, did you know though that for Penguin Wars, so the the publisher was Dispatch Games, mm-hmm. and there's been talk about them recently because of another title that they have for pre-order, but they had an online exclusive launch edition for Penguin Wars. Nice. So it, it came with a uh, digital download code for the complete soundtrack. Cool. Yes. And, and of course, on the cover it says launch edition in pretty colors, and, and it says what it comes with. So for a variant collector like myself, I now own two copies. I say, so you have two copies. Yes, I have this retail and their launch edition. Let's ask a million dollar question, JP. Have you played it? <laughs> no, I played the Game Boy one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have not played the new one yet. Yeah, so again, I mean, this one would be a, a perfect one to do like a multiplayer style. Because I don't think it would take a, more than a playthrough or, or a day to play. Maybe if mm-hmm. we have like a, we know we're going to have a busy week. We probably yeah, I was just thinking that. Aside. Like we're already going to be one day short this week, but like... <laughs> It's it, one day short's fine because sometimes we probably both of us probably don't even get to the game till the weekend, anyways. Um, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, we have lot, we have lives, families, work. I wouldn't mind doing Penguin Wars or like a Wind Jammers for one week. I think that'd be fun. And yeah, yeah, it would take the break because you know, for me, we'll get into the game play of the week. But I'm a completionist when I start playing, so if we're gonna pick a game, I I do my best to beat it, and then when we're all you know when we move on to next week, I'm like. Well, this game is still here, and I may not have beaten it yet, but I I have to. Yeah, and I mean, if and that's the thing that we're gonna go off, for, especially for the listeners, is like if we hit a game, and our recommendation is is that we're going to continue to play and beat it. Like we will do another episode, but it might be like a Windjammers or a Penguin Wars for the next week, so that oh, way God. we can still play the next game and good, continue. Because I mean, if we do like Saints Row or or something like that, and we want to continue it. Oh um, yeah. I mean, heck, we might need to do a a rehash into a, a game for an episode, like jump into like another playthrough of Breath of the Wild, or you know what I mean, like do something mm-hmm. crazy, like because I mean, I wouldn't mind playing that annually, honestly. Like, that, <laughs> you just yeah. want an excuse to play it, exactly. And like, <laughs> I mean, as we mentioned in episode zero, I uh, restarted mine, and I haven't went back to it because we're playing new stuff, and I mm. like playing new stuff too, though. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a We'll do a little bit of a balance here, and you know, like when holidays come up, we might have a a double episode recording or triple episode recording, and we take yep. like a a couple of weeks off where we hang out with family for the holidays, or like, but we'll still have weekly episodes, but it'll just be pre recorded, right? Like, but we'll we'll make it fun and make it crazy, and you know, those of uh, those of you that send audio reviews and stuff, we'll we'll play it, and we'll um we'll definitely make it cool. So. To get back on topic, <laughs> what, what, what else? Buy, huh? What else did you get that I didn't get? Because I know you got yes. Saints Row. I know you got that for sure. So I think that's I the have... only new game that I got, right? Yeah, and that was that was a last week title, so we didn't even talk about this week's what came out. But <laughs> I have I'm in front of me. I have seven games that I bought. Some are new that just came out on Tuesday. Some are actually you know from last month even earlier in the year late last year and i'll tell you why um and the week's not over so 
what I'm still getting in this week is oh, coming no, in no, tomorrow. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't, no, all right. you don't pre-order be- or pre-stage. You're cheating. Because <laughs> like, I got Saints Row on Friday of last week. I'm fine, recording. fine, fine. So we, we'd save that for the next week's recording. Okay, okay, You fair. don't know if we're going to have a drought like we did last week. So You're right. You want to save the, the treat. So whatever you have, whatever we get... But the day of the recording, we count. Deal. Okay. So I'm <laughs> going to go in order. Like, what the hell? <laughs> so I'm, so I'm going to go in order. So this game I actually got last month, but I rebought it because it's Constructor <laughs> Plus for the Switch. It's a, it's a UK release that I got. And the reason I rebought it is because they actually had a release with an English text uh, cover or back cover, I should say. Oh. And initially I had the French version. So clearly I had to buy the English one. So Technically, that's a new game for me because I did sell my other one. Oh, you, uh, so, so you did get rid of the non-English one. Okay, yeah, that's and, interesting. and I tend to do that. So something about me is that if a game comes out overseas and then we get a U.S. release, I'll, I'll sell that copy if it's you know the exact same packaging and whatnot. Uh, if it's yeah. a different cover completely, then I tend to keep it. But that's just I might, I might do that with like I am Setsuna with the English spine. I might get the mm-hmm. English spine and then sell the the original or. I mean, we'll see. Or I may, I might find somebody that actually prints the inserts and just buy an insert for like right. what Run Games does. If somebody does that, I might do that. If it's the mm-hmm. same quality, I mean, I mean, I'll keep. Then I, I'll still keep the original one. I'll just use the English. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the second game I got is a brand new game. Um, this actually came out last week, but because it takes a while to ship, I just got it this week. It's Farm Expert 2019 for the Nintendo Switch from Funbox Media, <laughs> and it has over 50 hours of gameplay, over 20 unique agricultural machines, and four open worlds. So, if I ever wanted to learn how to farm, this is the game. All these games that JP's never going to open because I'm never <laughs> going to buy these simulated ones. Like now, now when when people online talk about the shovelware on the uh, on the Switch, hey. like, it's not that it's on the Switch. It's that the shovelware exists on popular. And it's not shovelware. It's just mass game marketed games on, and that happens on popular systems. That's why the Wii had a ton. Is because it was mm-hmm. super popular and people were buying anything and everything. Um, not completionists, but I'm talking about like casual gamers and be like, oh, I want to do the farming thing and mm-hmm. buy it. Like, and it'll, I mean, it's not a, a bad thing. However, I'm not going to be buying it. So, um, that won't be an episode for the plate. <laughs> so I was going to go alphabetical, but now that we talked about farming, I'm going to jump a few letters ahead. So oh, another yeah. game that came out this week is My Time at Porsche. <laughs> So that's from Pathia Games and Team 17. And this game came out, I believe, on Steam a, a while yeah. ago. So we just got it on the Switch, but also it has, it's more cartoony and, you know, there's more of a story, but there's what farming. What game is it? Is it farming? Yeah, it's farming, crafting, exploration, relationships, and so much more, Holy according to their back cover. Yeah. So, like, the only way I'm going to get some of these games is, like, in the future if my daughter gets obsessed with it. Other than that, mm-hmm. like, it ain't happening. Like, not, it ain't going to be for me. Like, I'll tell you that. Yeah, like, this genre is not for me, but it's funny. Like, my wife, she loves these type of games. Um, she's never played Stardew Valley, which is probably, like, the number one that she should be trying. But these are the ones that I feel would get her playing the Switch because there's not fighting. It's more manageable. It's cute. Right, and it's yeah. and it's it's lighthearted and fun, and and that's what she looks for. So well, yeah, you know, it's not my taste, but it could be hers. I mean, like in all honesty, Stardew Valley, I want to play that, and I don't 
like the simulation type games per se, but I mean, Harvest Moon's a classic, and Stardew mm-hmm. Valley is a your spiritual successor. And I mean, I was playing it with my daughter a little bit in the um, in the arcade. You know, the the new Switch Collector arcade that's you know going to be part of the the Kickstarter in the future. Um, mm-hmm. But we were playing it in that, and I was like, this is really fun. Like my daughter, it's a little bit beyond her uh comprehension or maybe even just attention span she might be able to comprehend it but she she didn't really get into it but she likes the crafting stuff but Mm -hmm. um but like it was just fun mindless work if that Mm -hmm. makes sense like you don't really like you do have to pay attention a little bit but you're really just doing mundane tasks and sometimes it's fun just to like not have to turn on your brain or turn off your brain not to turn it (laughs) on just turn off your brain and just like farm a little bit and like right and that one's done 16-bit super nintendo style so whereas my my life in porsche looks like um a newer style Wii yes. game Wii game yeah that's the era it looks like we <laughs> <laughs> so the next one that i got and you're gonna think it, you're gonna ask me why i bought this but well, i'm not gonna ask you I why bought, you bought it because you buy everything but <laughs> that's true so i bought the regular ed- cover edition for fifa 19 because when it first came out i bought the champions edition and finally best buy had it on sale and i said yeah it's finally time to pick this up so yeah that's not i have FIFA be rare. 19. <laughs> no no but you know what's funny a lot of stores like GameStops don't carry it anymore i mean it may be online but i go into a store and they go, FIFA? I was like, oh, no. I'm like, they're like, we may have like one store in the area or like 20 miles away that may have a copy. But they don't even have it used. And even my Best Buy now, their shelves are empty even though online it's available. So it looks like it may be going out of the actual like brick and mortar stores. But it is still available for retail price online. But I figured it's still going for 60 And finally this week it dropped to 40 yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to buy it at this point. I, I would say that my favorite... Thing on the switch when it's concerned sports titles is that we're not seeing an explosion of it so we're seeing like a fifa title a baseball title a basketball title instead of like seven of them per year yeah i i, I do like that they're doing that i'm i'm assuming that it's probably gonna start to get mo- multiple you know game syndrome again uh as the switch continues to pick up steam but I mean, I'm happy that it, it's doing that because those of you that want to play, you know, that sport, they can. But, like, I don't want to, especially you don't want to have to collect freaking 27 soccer games a year. That would be disheartening. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you mentioned that there's not too many because in terms of realistic sports, you're right, there's only a few. But now what we're seeing, and I only mention this because there's one that, that is shipping to me, yeah. but overseas we're seeing a lot of, like, these we kind of title so they're called like one for in coming out so far only in france is like instant sports and it's a collection of like like mini mini kind of style games and then there's one from germany that's arriving tomorrow and we'll talk i can talk about it more but summer sports and they're they have like different types of uh like a collection of games so we're seeing a lot of those start to pop up just just recently and i'm wondering if now that's the new trend where you see these like kind of like pick up and play Wii graphic kind of games and I'm hoping it's not a trend that we're going to start seeing everywhere because that's just 
way too many and we have a few i think you know, that's going to be the curse and the benefit of being the switch and being on a nintendo system is yeah. that a lot of companies are going to stray away from it with the traditional sports titles because they're going to be releasing them on the quote unquote popular machines the big machines mm-hmm. whatever but then you're going to have the companies that are going to put out the wii style games like you're saying because it's a the nintendo system oh we have to put those on there because that's what was popular on the Wii. And right. it's like, again, shovelware. Like, that's what that stuff is. Um, the irony was is that I used to pride myself on going through the used bins and the used shelves of the Wii and finding games that look like shovelware, and then they end up being, like, pretty good 3D platformers. Or they end up being, mm-hmm. like, fooled by the box art the opposite way, where it looks right. like a garbage game, and then it's like, oh, <laughs> it would be like My Life in Porsche if it would end up being, like, an RPG or an action RPG. It's kind of, you know, it could have been, but no, it ended up being, a, you know, like a creation-style game. Right. So, different style. Nothing that I would be interested in being a retro game. But mm-hmm. but like again though it's it's I think it's our curse and our benefit of <laughs> being on a Nintendo system. <laughs> ah, killer. All right, moving back along. So another game that I got in that also came out a few weeks ago, but I'll tell you why I got it. I got Mortal Kombat 11 from France, and oh, there's a specific there's a specific reason why I got this. So I think I may have mentioned this once or twice. Or a million times before, but <laughs> on April 1st, right, April Fool's Day, a offshoot of Omaki Books, which is a French publishing company, book publishing company, I guess they created this this side business uh, called Omaki Games. And out of nowhere, I mean, when I tell you, like, I didn't even know about this until I think somebody posted it, they released 200 collector editions of Mortal Kombat 11. That's it, 200 on April 1st. Nobody knew if this was real or not, but as soon as I, you know, I saw the tweet, I, I pre-ordered mine. And the reason I only have the game and not the whole collector edition is because they ran into some production problems with the goodies. So they made oh, the decision no. to ship. What? I said, oh no. <laughs> yeah, and it, and from what I've been hearing from other people, apparently a a small subset of people complained about the delay and they wanted the game. So the company made a decision. As a whole, forever, all of the 200 people that pre-ordered this to ship the game separately, which means now that the game is not inside the box, I don't know if they're going to shrink wrap the box or keep it open, but now it's technically not a true collector edition to people because now the game is separate already and they didn't really give us a choice to either hold off and wait a little while or get the game separate. But kind of what's like really Saints cool. Row. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that was always planned though for Saints Row, so collectors kind of knew that. Mm-hmm. But this one. They had a nice collector box, right? It's black with gold uh, lettering and design of the Mortal Kombat logo. It comes with a poster, three lithographs, the game. And then it comes with this history of Mortal Kombat, like art book style. And it's all in French, so I can't understand it. But it's a nice hardcover book. And it looked like a really nice set. And to me, I don't really care, right? I mean, it's open, whatever. But I know a lot of people were very upset about that, not give, not being able to have a choice in the matter. But that's why I got the game in, and now I'm just waiting for the collector piece of it. Nice. So Crazy, though. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I've never seen that. I mean, it's interesting that they kind of made that decision. I would have thought they, they could have easily just kind of done a poll or just sent out a survey to everyone and say, tell us what your preference is. Because now you have to ship out twice, right, to everybody, which is 
they're they're kind of paying the postage at least one time. Yeah. So I, I think it would have been smart to just wait. But It'll be interesting to see if they later on do a uh, version with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, they said that. I mean, they, they. I think they're. Well, you know what? You never know because they had two hundred. They sold out, and then about a week or two ago, they opened up pre-orders for like ten minutes. So mm. I have no idea if those were cancellations of people's credit cards or PayPal or whatnot, and it was the leftover leftover stock. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of hoping they don't. I mean, I won't rebuy it if it's the exact same content because I don't really care. I yeah. can just open it up and in and my. My YouTube channel is all about showing off the collector edition, so I have to open them up at some point anyway. Um, okay, so the next game I got. So this is a remastered game that we're getting on the Switch, and it's Sniper Elite V2 Remastered with all DLC included. So okay. it's four extra campaign missions, ten extra weapons, and more. And it looks really nice. This is this I really wanted to open when it came out on Tuesday. I just haven't had the chance. But this is one where I'm like, you know what? It's Friday night. It looks really good, and yeah. I, I, I want to play it. I mean, I, so, I definitely will be opening this one up. So I don't have that game, but, I mean, I used to like playing Silent Scope in the arcade, so yep. if it's something like that, like, that might be a game where, you know, obviously it's going to be new-style graphics, and you're running around and stuff, too. But um, if it's something like that, I mean, we can make that a Playcast episode in the future, and then I'll have to buy it, because... You know, I have to be able to play the game, but that'll be part of the adventure is how I got the game because JP forced me to. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it does say here two to four local play, two to eight online play, and requires one copy of the software per player. Also, if if listeners know and we're playing an online game, we have to play it online, too. Like, we Mm -hmm. don't have to play it online the whole time, but we do need to try it out to play online. So those listeners, too, hit us up and you can play with us, too. Yeah. And then on the back it says remastered visuals, modernized graphics, textures, and effects, bring World War II Europe to life, exclusive controls, HD rumble, motion control, and Nintendo Switch Pro Controller support, and then the multiplayer and co-op, fight together in seven competitive and four co-op modes in wireless, local, and online play. So it looks looks good, and it's interesting, like Hitler's right in the center on the back, and somebody was like, huh. Nintendo game has Hitler on like the cover, the back cover, but <laughs> I guess the ultimate goal is to take him out by the end of the game. So, I mean, it was the same thing with Bionic Commando, and they still censored him out, except for the end when his head exploded. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the thing is, I think I could be wrong, and listeners can let us know if I am, but I think that they've laxed or have eased up on the German censorship laws recently. I think that they have, because that was the main reason why, because in Germany they have very big censorship laws when it comes to World War II imagery with the Holocaust. Yeah, uh, Wolfenstein for the Switch was censored or edited uh, in Germany, so I did buy that version as well. Oh, it was? But it's all in in German, so there's no English support, but now that I knew that it was edited, I was like, I gotta buy that version too. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and that's cool that it was... Edited yeah. just for that, I and mean, that's the thing is the box art in in Europe may not have him on the back. So. No, I don't even think ours did. I, mean, I looked at the covers, and there really wasn't a difference to that. So it's probably just the game in in the game itself. Um, but there's one more game that I picked up. Yep. It's a game that 
everybody has been loving. We recently reviewed it on our site, so you can check that out. Um, our reviewer, Alan J, uh, would have given it a 12 out of 10 if he could, but I didn't let him. So <laughs> he had to keep it to 10 out of 10. But that's Citus Alpha, and that's from PM Studios, Actil, and Rayark. And it's a music rhythm-based game. Oh, is that and the one that has the big box? Yes. So, oh. so that's looks- so the big box is the first printing, and it has a bonus music CD. And they, PM Studios has stated that it will be limited time in stores before it switches over to just a case in retail. So nice. if you're thinking of getting this, not all the stores are not getting a lot of copies. I mean, my Best Buy, I saw my pre-order, and I didn't even see anything on the shelf. And then in GameStops, I've been hearing they get one or two extra. So if you like the, mm. if you like music, right? If you like first printings, what type of don't music wait. is it? Um, it's a mix. Uh, is it like dance music style, or is it like you got rock and roll? Or no, um, it's a good question. I <laughs> oh got him. Do you remember? Do you remember the game? Uh, uh, was is it, it like V O E E Z that was released on the Switch? Where it's kind of oh, like boy. some anime stuff? Yeah, okay. I think it's a mixture. I mean, there's upbeat tempo music, um, but I'm trying to think how many. I don't even, there's over 200 songs on here. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's it's like, so you say like B Mani, so it's kind of like yes. that kind of stuff. Okay. That includes, That's cool. Yeah, includes, and, and it's awesome. And you know what? I'm going to just plug myself in right here because this was the last game, so Power I don't have anything on. else to talk about. What? Power yourself on. Plug yourself in. Yeah, I'm going to. And actually, to to your point, you know, I also pre-ordered Gekaido and Earth Earthlock. We could talk about that. But well, that's what I want to say, of course. Yes, <laughs> I want to say that if you want Cytus Alpha, if you want a chance to get uh, Demo, which was another title from PM Studios, I've actually partnered with them for this week, and we're running a contest on Twitter. Oh, nice. So we we have two prizes the first place winner gets the first printing of Citus alpha with the music cd in the big box and a copy of demo all physical second place will be the very first person apparently to get uh the second printing which is just the case of Citus alpha so it's the same case but it's just that so if you want your chance to win it and you don't want to buy the game enter our contest it's pinned to my profile or to my page on twitter so jp switch mania and it's going on right now all you got to do is follow me follow pm studios like and retweet and tag a friend that's it takes five seconds and you may win so check it out and that's all of my games that have arrived so far this week so it's interesting you've gotten like you know working out different types of deals with uh publishers and yeah it's pretty cool though because it allows you know not only does it allow you to grow you know jp's switch mania but also like it is showing how grounded and in touch with fans and you know the whole community that all these developers and publishers are it's really cool yeah, and, and you know, I, I can't speak to the PlayStation or the Xbox community, but with the Switch, you're you're on point exactly. It's just that they, I feel like they all really want to be connected with the community, with their fans, with the gamers who are playing their games, and I love it. I mean, everybody that I talk to since I, since I started writing for another site, since I started mine, they're just so friendly, so welcoming. You know, I was a nobody, I had no site, and... 
they gave me a shot to review their games, gave me the time of day to interview them. And, you know, through that, you start building friendships and relationships and you start exposing them to other people as well and vice versa. And it's it's been amazing. I mean, I really love talking to the developers, working on the games, the publishers bringing the games. I mean, you get you get the full end of, you know, you get the full the full value chain, right? From from the publisher, the developer, all the way to us playing the games. And even Best Buy, right? They 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 participate in the community and they talk with us. And it's just it's so great. I mean, that's what makes the Switch so fun. It's crazy. And you know, yeah. that that being said, let's do a podcast plug is that if any you know, buddy, listening, want and you're part of the development or publishing or whatever. I mean, we will definitely, you know, partner with you or whatever and give away copies to listeners as a contest for your mm-hmm. products. Like, no problem. Like, we don't really need anything because we're going to support the community regardless. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Like, we're still going to play the games because most of the oh, yeah. stuff that we're we're buying because we're fans, we don't. But, like, we'll, we'll give it out to the listeners for sure. Like, that's cool. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we both, as I said before, we both work for a living. We're good. Like, we don't. But if y'all want to do that stuff to help get your brands out there, absolutely. And, I mean, we're going to talk about it later. But we have, for this game, we're already, we're going to interview in, in the future, near future, too, the developer and publisher and <laughs> of this, of Fox and Force. So, yeah, it's, like, we'll talk about it later. But, like, that's already happening in episode two. Um, it won't be in this episode because I'm, we're going to get them out as soon as possible, the, the playcast, but it'll be, uh, I don't know if it'll be, we'll call it a bonus or a developer mm-hmm. section or like we're going to call it an interview series or something. Um, right. And I think it'll be super, it's super cool that that's already happening too. You know what I mean? And, yep. and that's the thing, like we don't, like we're, we're doing this at the podcast because we, we love the Switch and it's going to help grow not only you know Hagen's Alley Entertainment with my books and JP Switchmania with your site and growing the community but also just talking about the games and playing them really we just want to play the games like that's yep. that's why we're doing it and it's just a benefit that you know I know how to do the whole podcasting thing and we can make things go big absolutely so that'd be super cool um so let's go to the next section so sure. what is available now that was just available to pre-order? Because I know we already mentioned Gakaido. Um, yep. we, we already mentioned, and we talked a little bit about Earthlock, but I think we should mm-hmm. probably go in a little bit more depth because uh, there's not only the normal Super Rare Games pre-order for Earthlock, but also there's a $120 plus dollar limiter edition <laughs> that's um <laughs> limiter. That it, it comes in it comes with a big it comes with a book essentially yeah and me being a book publisher i'm like man that's a big increase in price for the book but i think that george who is you know runs super rare is doing free shipping and yes. shipping is ridiculously expensive so that's why there's so if the listeners are wondering why did they charge so much at with the free shipping, it's definitely like he's probably breaking even on that. Like, just so you all know, like he's probably just breaking even because <laughs> yeah, I that, and I don't think people people is... realize that the behind the scenes and the logistical aspects sometimes. But yeah. it's a two hundred plus page hardcover, like full size art book, not a mini guide or anything like that. And I mean, it's it's definitely hefty. Yeah, I would I would say just shipping out there up from here to there to to Europe is like forty dollars for a two hundred page uh, book. 
Um, one of my giant tomes is $80. Like this is complete Super Nintendo definitive that I've done where it's mm-hmm. six pounds. <laughs> it's a six pound book. That thing is, is $80 to ship to Europe. So my yeah. God. Yeah. It's more than I charge for the book. It's more it's double what I charge for the book just to <laughs> ship it. It's ridiculous. That's why my European readers are like super hardcore because it's like, you, it, there's only one way to get them out there, and and I don't have European distribution like right. yet. But I mean, I would have to get a buddy out there like that would have to do it in or a warehouse or something because it's mm-hmm. like its own thing. I mean, I've been toying around with, and we might toy around with this for the Switch book as well. It's just doing uh, its own European. Kickstarter, like its own European mm-hmm. distribution Kickstarter. It's only European. I have a warehouse in Europe, and we ship out of the warehouse, so it's cheaper for shipping because the shipping is is what kills physical products. Mm-hmm. Like, so I completely understand from why it's a little bit more expensive. But also, I, the last I checked, which you know, again, we're on Thursday. It was just today. I'm on the page now. <laughs> it was 4% when I checked a couple it is, hours ago. I know. I, I'm on the page now, and I'm so tempted to jump onto Twitter while we're recording just to let people know. But the standard edition, which they had 5,000 copies, it's less than 1% stock. And the collector edition, which they had 1,000 copies, is 3%. Wow, and I will say no. I'm tempted to just become silent for a minute and just quickly tweet that out because it no. will go. I mean, no, there's no, no doubt. No tweeting during the <laughs> No, no, no. But I will say this. It, um, the regular edition is already shipping out. I mean, their release date is May 23rd, which is next week. So these are in, in-house already. Yeah, so they so some people have gotten them already. Some they should be shipping soon. But um, for the collector edition, besides the art, the hardcover art book, you also are you also get uh, two comic two comic books, uh, exclusive CD, uh, original soundtrack. You get exclusive sticker, which they always throw in uh, with their releases. A full color twenty page manual, and. What's really cool, and, and I like personally, and I'll tell you why, you get the complete five-card set of Earthlock. And normally with the releases, you get one pack that has three out of the five cards. So if you want all of them, you have to buy multiple packs, which I normally do. So for that to already be included so I don't even have to buy additional packs, I'm happy with that. I'm so, good with so that. I mean you don't have like an in with George where he can just, you know, you can just buy the packs from him like separately like real quick? No, everybody. Yeah, I don't know if people think I, I have these connections, but no, I, I normally buy the game, which comes with one pack, and I always buy five extra packs. And a lot of times, four out of the five packs are the exact same cards, and then that last pack just happens to have that like one and two card that I, I need. So thankfully, this is their, I believe this is their 16th release. I have a full card set of all of them, and because of the collector edition, I definitely have a full set with this one. Really? Yeah, but no, I buy them just like everybody else. And then and then what I do and what a lot of us do, which I think just adds to the awesomeness of the community is we help each other out because I buy all these packs. I open them all up. I don't need extra ones. So a lot of times people will get theirs in and they'll say, oh, I'm missing card number four. I'm missing card number one. Does anyone have it? And I I can't even tell you how many times I, I respond back. I go, yep. And I send it out to them, and I help people fill in their their runs of the cards, <laughs> fill that's, in their runs of the cards and yeah. everything. Like, and that's the thing though is it, it's cool that you like just pay it forward when you have to get all the extras because you want to get all the cards. Like, that's oh yeah, crazy. I'm I mean, happy I keep... with just getting the one, and <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm okay. You know what? With with limited run, I'm okay because even though it's numbered, 
you know, that's not really, it doesn't say at the bottom, like one of five, two of five. If they did that, then it would be a different game. But because I know that these are five in a set and they're numbered like that, I just, I can't have an, a missing binder or a binder with missing cards in it. I mean, you should literally, they like, got me. George, if you're listening, just like literally just <laughs> hit him up and let him, let him get a, or like create a tier where, you know, people can just add on mm-hmm. the full card set so you can just get the card set with it. That's true. That's true. I mean, instead of making it random, I mean, maybe he enjoys it though, and he enjoy- he likes making it like having fun with it, like an old school trading card deal. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. That's kind of cool too. I mean, you didn't have to, but I'm saying like take. That's a good point. Like- I didn't even think about that, but yeah, I'm trading cards again, like I'm back in elementary school, and that's actually really cool. And it's honestly, it's probably helping the community too because you're you know reaching out to people and getting to know more people through that so oh yeah it's i mean there's always benefits and i'm a glass half full with that of course mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot harder a lot harder that way but it's still <laughs> cool um <laughs> but yeah so you said one percent is like damn i need to get that game okay i know what i'm doing after wait, the cast wait you didn't pre-order even the regular edition not yet <laughs> no I'll, I'll i'll talk for a few minutes i'm sure i can <laughs> fill the air <laughs> no i'm good who says i didn't do it while you're explaining what's in the, that, in the game there you go that's why i, I talked for so long the one percent is already probably down to zero because i just got one um, <laughs> i just went up oh, super games click 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 so everything's already <laughs> saved like i just i didn't pull the trigger on the um the big one because it was 120 and i'm like mm-hmm. eh, i just had to have some expenditures that we'll talk about at the end of the, the podcast yep but the regular edition because i mean the game itself looks like final fantasy 7 um to yeah me. It, it does it has puzzles in it too and it looks cool it's funny you say seven because my reviewer that's exactly what he said he's like if i could replay a game for the first time it'd be seven he's like playing a new game for the first time Earthlocks become one of my favorite games and and it's funny like i don't read his reviews until they you know they get ready to be posted and he doesn't you know normally i don't talk to them as they're reviewing but i read his reviews and this is uh this is bradford i'll give him credit and and i i love his reviews and as i'm reading i'm just like oh my god i want this game to ship already because i definitely want this to be on my pile of one of the next games that i play because it just looks amazing (laughs) and and you know i talked i talked to snow castle um games who's the developer for the game and they're great too and you know just again them engaging just engaging with me makes me want to play the game even more makes me more um tuned with the community yeah well that's the thing so i mean that's that's definitely a um a good game to recommend for the playcast in the future too i mean i get a a week is probably never going to be enough (laughs) however how however far we get in that one week will be a cool story and that's very true and who's to say we don't we can always do a follow-up episode in the future where we where we talk about it once we both complete it in the future or something or that's true it's like the playcast is for us to play games like we're still gonna play the game like (laughs) and it could be you know fox and forest if it was fox and forest be fox and forest week two or it could be earthlock week two right like we probably won't do it week week back to back but well, definitely. Mm-hmm. It depends on our recommendation. If we're obsessed and we need to finish it, then we will. And mm-hmm. that's, everybody in the community will probably agree. Um, the only thing is we're not going to get to it till we play it for the cast. So that would be the difference. Yeah. Whereas everybody else, as soon as they get it, may dig their teeth into it. Right. Sink, sink their teeth or dig their, dig their fangs or dig their claws. <laughs> sink their... 
I'm doing the the classics. Make like a tree and get out of here. <laughs> my cla- I guess that's kind of my classic thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's I- leaf. Make like a tree and leaf. <laughs> exactly. Sink your teeth, not sink your claws. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, so that one is, is a candidate too. Cause I mean, there's, I haven't had time for a good RPG in a long time and I have been buying some and I've been straying away and just because well, this plate, yeah. huh? <laughs> this, pl- this plate cast is the reason I, I'm at the very end of an RPG right now. I'm still playing since January tells of Vesperia for the yeah. switch. Yeah. Over 70 hours. I'm literally at the like the last right before the last boss i have to do like one or two more things like minor things and then there's the last boss and now i just can't get to it i'm playing cuphead i'm playing fox and forest and i'm like so close and and my goal this weekend is to finally beat tales of vesperia take a nice picture of the completion screen and put it on the shelf and then move on (laughs) but yeah it's a great game and i mean with the playcast like i'm not going to exclusively play the game that we're playing, but I'm gonna. It's gonna be played every day that I uh, right. that we have it, and that's I'm gonna give it time, and that's right. the key is to give it time. Um, yep. Just like you know, when Yoshi came out, I was playing Yoshi with the daughter. Like I still played it last week with her too. Like we play mm-hmm. it all the time, and we're playing Minecraft daily. But it's I'm gonna. I was playing Fox and Forest. Fox and Forest was a shorter one, which is good. It was perfect for this week. But um, yeah, we will see. Um, we will see how the how the next week's game goes as well. <laughs> um, was there any other LEs this this week that went up? No, uh, Limited Runs has an off week for the Switch. I think they said that next week there will be a release. I d- they haven't announced it yet, but normally they'll do it on, on a Friday. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this tomorrow on Friday the 17th, that's probably when they're going to announce it. So nice. stay tuned. They normally do it on, on Twitter first. So... Just stay tuned for that, and of course I mean, I'll post JP's it gonna as post soon it. as I know. Yeah, of <laughs> like, course. I I live for the stuff. I see a new announcement. I'm like, yes, new game coming out. Frothing at the mouth, like. Oh Dom. yeah. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm at work in my cubicle, and I'm just like, you know, wiping away all the foam. And I'm just getting so excited, and I'm like, I can't concentrate anymore. And now I got to tweet this and talk about it, and uh, I love. Oh, might not surprise you're in a cubicle. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a classic. <laughs> uh, my job, I have an office, so <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, Mister um, Fancy, Mister Fancy Pants. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the other thing is, is like, so with limited run games, I have a different, weird way that I do things because they have open pre-orders for the Switch. I typically wait until I can get two. So yep. I didn't get the newest release yet, the one that's up for pre-order right now. That would be Aegis Defenders. Yeah, and I, I'm so interested. You have till next Friday it. to do it. Yeah, I'm interested in it. So next Friday, if the game is interesting that they're going to um to announce, because I'm not, I don't get every single game, but if it's interesting, if it's interesting enough for me to get them, I'm gonna I'll wait till next Friday mm-hmm. and and bundle it or whatever, and yep. that'll be the last. Unless Aegis ends before Friday, then I'll have to. No, you have till you have till eleven fifty nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time on five twenty four. So yeah, it'll, so it'll be it'll still be available at the time that the next one comes up. Yeah, so I mean, I'll have that in my cart on Friday, and then if it's something crazy like uh, Bloodstain where I have to get the LE, then I'll make sure I get both. Right, and I've done that before where I've mistakenly bundled things where that was an LE with a non LE, and I've had to wait forever 
Uh-huh. <laughs> for the regular it's, edition. Everybody else is getting it, and I'm like, what the heck? Why don't I have it? And it was like, oh, that's why. That's you know, doing. it's funny you mentioned that, because with Super Rare, they had the they have the triple pack for their standard releases, mm-hmm. and I did that with the last one, and it was uh, Cube 2, Faroon, I believe, and also uh, Joe Deaver's Lone Wolf. And it was really hard waiting. I mean, they're very quick with shipping, right? I mean, I, they even shipped out the bundle of the three games before the final one went up for sale. So it's not that it's a long, long wait. It's like, you know, maybe you're waiting two months, but it's very hard waiting when I see people getting in the games. And I was like, oh, man, I I would want to try it. So I'm yeah. I'm kind of going back to the individual releases because I just, I'm impatient. Well, it's like you mentioned Tales of Asperia 70 hours. Like, I've been playing, I was playing Faroon, and I beat Faroon 1 and the prequel. And then I was, I'm into 2, and I'm almost like, pretty i'm I'm probably halfway through it so it's like mm-hmm. i keep mentioning it for the playcast you don't even have it yet or so <laughs> oh no i have it it came in you have it oh it did come in so yeah but, it did come in but either way though it's like it's that's one of those where i'm like could we play it but then it's again i'm deep into it so it wouldn't be a start right. playcast right kind of defeats the purpose but i mean we can also do an episode on vesperia too and i would mm-hmm. play it too i mean it's no issues with that because I, I played it back in the 360 days and don't have it yet, so a big excuse to buy it. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, again, that's that'd be good for a short week for you, right? I'm all. It's always gonna be short weeks, honestly. Time flies. <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah, it's insane how fast it's going. It's crazy. Um, was there anything else uh, with the uh, uh, what's available to buy or pre-order right now? Yeah. Um, so going back to Red Art Games, their yeah. very first release, uh, which was Old Man's Journey, has started shipping. It's actually in people's hands, and it's still available on their website. There's only 3,000 copies made. They don't have a tracker, so I don't know what percentage is left. What uh, is Old Man's Journey? It's um, not a platformer, but it's it's side-scrolling, story-based kind of game where gotcha. it's very short. You know, you're... This old man on a journey. That's the most spoiler I'm going to give you. And it's only, I think it's like an hour and a half, two hours. It's a very quick game, but hmm. it's very good. I mean, it's it's short, but it's it's enjoyable. And Yeah, I mean, I didn't pull the trigger on that one. That was one yeah. that I passed up. And mine has shipped, so hopefully next week I get to say that it's one of the new releases that came in. Nice. And then, of course, uh, they still have Stay, uh, and then... East Asia Soft has a lot of their titles that are still available. Their most recent one is your favorite, Panty Party. Oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then uh, Strictly Limited Games still has uh, Ultra Core, Raging Justice. Mm-hmm. And then Warren Collectors still has not shipped out their first release, but there's three up for pre-order. <laughs> so <laughs> At least they're not putting a fourth up yet. Like, that's well, be bad form. Yeah. Yeah, I, but that's um, that's everything right now in terms of limited releases, and then there's still stuff coming out this week. But we'll talk about that when it arrives next week. Exactly. Or, yeah, yeah I, I already got Ultra Core and was it Raging Justice. Yep. Yeah, I pre-ordered those. That was part of the story before, so those are already good. I'm good. Have not pulled the trigger on Panty Party. I'm probably <laughs> not going to. I mean, I, and that's like where I'm like an OCD collector, and I have every other release from that series, and I'm like, man. But then if I just stop, then it's like, okay, because that's a perfect one to stop with. Mm-hmm. Me, just because of, like, it's not going to go on the shelf, so, and I have them, them all displayed, so. Now right. I can start to, like, tailor the display shelf, because I have one display shelf out with Switch stuff down in the family room, and mm-hmm. Panty Party ain't going to fly on that one. So, <laughs> like, in the wind, flying in the wind panties. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I, I still I'm gonna have to get creative too with the um. I'll have to do some craziness when it comes to stuff. <laughs> um, so that's definitely interesting with the Ellie's. Um, so next part is the Switchbook update. Yes. Yeah. So um, I didn't get a whole lot of new writing done with the Switchbook, but I did get a crap ton of formatting done. So I got awesome. through everything that I wrote about last week all the way um up to what what game did I get up to last week was it RBI baseball and 17 and a couple and Minecraft story mode and a bunch of that stuff like I got it all formatted now into the into the book mm-hmm. and, and so I got about the right amount of of writing done for those uh the formatting looks cool I've been messing around with how I do the the double pagers and the and the placement and formatting of like giant art. So I'm leaning toward not having a standardized format where it's exactly the same on every spread. Instead, it's going to be kind of flowing to how the review is written combined to with what is available for the game. So mm-hmm. if it's like a, a cool game where it didn't have an LE, but it required, but it, you know, merited doing two pages, it'll have like a giant screenshot. Whereas if it's something like, I think, was it fate? I don't know how to say the Extella. Yeah. Fate Extella, where it has limited items. That'll mm-hmm. be a big limited items thing. And that image is going to be like a size of like third of a page. It's going to be really big imagery, like really big HD, like colorful imagery. And if it merits having another like screenshot i'm gonna do a couple of them i'll do like a little bit of like a four percent rotation where it has a tiny rotation um depends on what it looks like and um and then of course i'm waiting for for jp to get me some slacker uh collector stuff in it too yes yes it's coming i promise (laughs) and then um the other cool thing that we were talking about um is on the back of the switch boxes the cases there's like little icons that go with like whether it's playable in two player mode, like couch co op stuff like that. It's it's not quite like as cool as we would like it to be. But we were talking about it at Midwest Gaming Classic, and then later on, I, I think I sent you an email or something about we're gonna have a graphic artist go through and and do four different icons that we're gonna put in the book for every game. So it'll tell you if it's single player mode if it has couch co-op, if it has mm-hmm. multi-switch play, and if it has online play. Not online DLC stuff that it says on the back of the cartridge, but if we can play online together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the cool stuff because it was the question that I asked JP when we were going to Midwest. I'm like, well, what games are multi-switch? We asked on the, the Facebook groups too, and nobody knew. And so I'm like, well, that has to be a section because it doesn't exist it makes an it's an extra layer of depth that the book will have from a knowledge base that will just be another reason for somebody to think that you know oh, this is why I want the book <laughs> like mm-hmm. like to me it's just an extra layer of cool um oh yeah 
And it was like when I was in the Nintendo and Super Nintendo books, I put the exact amount of players that were supported because that doesn't exist anywhere. And I played every single game. And I'm like, all right, so this one supports 1 to 16 players alternating. <laughs> like uh, when some of the board games on the NES or American Gladiators on the Super Nintendo has like, I don't know, 12, 8, 12 players or something. Oh, wow. Like It's crazy. But like we're talking about multiplayer. Well, this has the exact <laughs> amount. So if you have a game night, we have a bunch of people over like, oh, this game's ridiculous. It might not be good. Like American Gladiators might not be a good game, but <laughs> you can definitely <laughs> play. Um, so like it'll be interesting, but we're going to have that'll be a honestly, that'll be a time sink doing that for the switch book. But it'll be cool. And we're not going to get in depth with the amounts of players, but if it supports that aspect, mm-hmm. I think that'll be a really cool get. And I think that the icons are going to be really cool. It needs to definitely be, I would say, probably to match the text color black, the icons. Mm-hmm. But and she be, is working on it. Yeah, because um, she's also the one that created the Switch Collector logo. So Yes, and my logo. And JP Switch Mania logo. So she's awesome. Yeah. My new logo, the Hagen's Alley Entertainment logo, was created by Saramaru. So he was on the, our Switch pot, uh, Switch panel with us. Mm hmm. Um, also, speaking of Switch panel, uh, JP and I had an interview with the Dog Cast, the hair of the <laughs> Dog Cast, um, which are a, another podcast group that they do like video podcasts. And they've been at Midwest Gaming Classic every year and they interviewed us. And the video is live this week. Yeah, I, it was crazy. <laughs> and I'm not used to seeing myself talking, <laughs> and especially about the Switch and in person, but oh my god, I am short. That picture, <laughs> I look like I'm two feet tall compared to everybody. But no, it, it was great meeting them, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, the, you know, the interview's 12 minutes long, but it was a lot of fun, and hopefully we we each get to jump onto each other's shows in the future. Yeah, exactly, and you know, someday we'll have them on the on the show. Absolutely. Just, just for a fun interview piece. Like, as a thing, the interviews will be a different, it won't be an episode, but it'll still be uploaded and it'll still right. be part of the cast. It just won't be a numbered episode. It'll be like a bonus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people want to listen to the, the interviews, they, they absolutely will get to. And and that way you don't have to re listen if we like would add an interview to an episode. That would get complex. I don't know. Right. Too, too crazy. Too crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was super fun. Uh, so that was about it for the book. I'll have a little bit more of the the craziness that's happened over the last last week on my side at the end because it doesn't have to do with the switch, but <coughs> that'll be cool. Um, so now we go over to anything that's newsworthy. So I would say the first thing: Super Mario Maker Two Direct. Oh yeah, I took notes on every single thing that they mentioned in that seventeen minute direct, and. You know, I'm just going to start by saying I have played very little of the first one, right? I wasn't really active really? Uh, collecting or playing. Last week. <laughs> yeah. So this one, though, just watching it, I mean. It looks crazy. Wow. They they wasted no time in that direct. I mean, they. All, all I got to say is it was a 15-minute <laughs> direct, but, like, the comparing that to Mario Maker 1, this game is just going to be, like, I don't think I, after watching it, I don't think I want to create levels. Like, it just looks, like, too much. Like, it's, uh-huh. like, it's insane. And But the thing is, is that you can play cooperative multiplayer in all four game types. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. 
like Super Mario One multiplayer, Super Mario Three multiplayer, Super Mario World <laughs> multi like and honestly like if somebody created the original Mario One, Mario Three, and Mario World in Mario Maker Two, oh my god, I would play it with multiplayer. Uh huh. Like that's it. Like, like somebody's going to probably do that because like. I would want that. So I think somebody else would have that idea. And when they do that, it's like, all right, now I want to play it. And like, literally it just, it would be never ending fun. And that's just that mode. And then you got the craziness that you're going to have with all the different speed runners and all the creative stuff people create. It's just, Oh my God. It, I I mean, I was just in shock. I was like, wow, I didn't even realize like all these things weren't even in the first one. But mm-hmm. wow, I mean, I, I'm looking at my list and I had to I had to like I'm glad I'm a fast typer. I mean, there was just so many things that they were revealing. <laughs> I mean, it just like this. You're right. Like I personally am probably not going to create much, but I definitely can't wait to play everybody's custom levels. Well, yeah, I mean, I created some levels with the original one and it was fun and like it was cool just creating like a simplistic little funly fun design level. And then I created uh one called London's level for my daughter where she could just collect power ups and see the different power ups for and that's cool and then beat it like there's no that was my highest rated one, by the way. Everybody loved that one because yeah, it's a fun one. The other ones they couldn't beat until, you know, later on when everybody started getting crazy at the game. But, <laughs> like, that I, I only created a, a handful of levels, but it was it was cool. This one just looks insane. I think my goal is to make a Super Mario 3 where every level is the giant level. Super Mario 3? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going back. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, we had a couple quotes from from listeners saying "Mario, Mario." <laughs> there was something that I read of, of like I think Nintendo called was like calling out to fans that were mispronouncing Mario, like <laughs> May Rio, <laughs> in May in the month of May. <sighs> oh, I'm yeah. never saying his name again. I'm going to just say Luigi's brother. There you go. There you go. <laughs> super, super Luigi's brother, brothers. <laughs> but yeah, so but, so I would say the Super Mario Maker Direct is Super Mario Maker Two Direct is awesome. It's coming out next month in June. Um, I mean, that's a system seller all day. Uh, I don't know if we should use it, do it immediately on the Playcast, or save it because it would be a shorter game for a Playcast purposes because it goes on forever. Mm-hmm. All we'd have to do is play it for a week and tell some crazy stories of how we've died on multiple levels. And <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely get my daughter playing just to get her side of the story, like tell her story too. Well, I like that there's a story mode. I think that's really cool because, yeah. you know, they even explain like, oh, it's going to be a good way to kind of see the options that you have and give you some ideas for creativity. And I'm like, that'd be good because, you know, I understand like I look at I looked at their screenshots and the video and like moving things around and building it and it's like yeah like I I think I could make a simple level but to the extent of what people do like no I'm not that creative I almost even think close. that like Nintendo is like borderline genius when it comes to that stuff because they know that the game is insanely overwhelming 
And uh-huh. what they're going to do is their classic style tutorial, which I mean, in games, they, the classic games, they have tutorials. It's the beginning levels teach you how to do stuff without realizing that they're teaching you. And uh-huh. that's what they're going to do with the story mode. And they're going to sh- progressively show new techniques and new things in the levels. And I think that's really cool. Well, I think what this is really is just a front for a war game scenario. They're just really seeing who's creating all these amazing levels. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to recruit them, right? <laughs> <laughs> just recruit them. And, I mean, I know that they're doing an invitational as well. So mm-hmm. they're going to have a competition. I mean, it could be really cool. This would be something that I would want to watch online even. Because uh-huh. it was one of the Nintendo World Championships when they unveiled super mario maker levels and it was awesome watching like these world-class like gamers that are excellent you know top of the top of the world gamers and then they like went through and had to play these levels and then they made those levels available via download dlc in mario maker which was awesome Mm -hmm. so you can play the nbc levels and that's what's great like this is the game that's literally just going to be the gift that keeps on giving for as long as the switch is around yeah, and I mean, it, yeah. Oh my god! And and I should mention that they did announce that in the U.S. we are getting the uh, bundle, which is the game plus a twelve-month membership to Nintendo Online. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is GameStop is the first one that put it up today, I think, or last night for seventy dollars. So that's ten dollars that you're saving off of the one-year membership because the game alone is sixty dollars. And they did say that the one-year membership will be added onto your current time if you're already a subscriber. Yes. So that's good news because otherwise I'd be like, yeah, I'm not interested. Um, just right. like the they did this whole certificate thing at the end plug, and I'm, yep. I'm not interested at all because you'll save money, but it's only digital only yeah. <laughs> like first-party games, and it's like. Well, I'm not going to get those. I'm going to get those physically. So, right. Um, I don't know if you can share that. I mean, I would, I would give that to somebody to redeem because, yeah, same thing. I think that's great that you can save money, but I'm buying physical anyway. So, well, I mean, if that comes free with something, it won't. But if it came free right. with something, like I would absolutely use it as a giveaway. Right. But yeah, any other takeaways from the uh, direct that you really enjoyed seeing? Um, I enjoyed seeing more mini bosses and and boss fights and. Just the the different ways that you could get creative with switches and like turning on off things and I I just think that it's gonna be um super creative sometimes probably complex oh yeah <laughs> um but I think it'll be fun and I just I'm looking forward to it that's that's about all that I've gotten from it is that I need I need it. In my life uh-huh. right now. <laughs> I need it now. Give it to me. <laughs> so I, the other thing that I thought was pretty newsworthy, um, and I watch multiple videos like binge on YouTube at night. It's like uh-huh. I haven't gotten to the point where I've brought the Switch up to bed to, to play myself to mm-hmm. sleep yet. Um, usually because it's charging because my daughter's been playing Minecraft on it all night. But mm-hmm. um, but I watch some YouTube videos and then I fall asleep to YouTube videos or <laughs> like or I watch them till I start to get tired and then I turn it off. But um I saw a video on all of the confirmed Zelda games coming out. Like and I thought that was interesting because there's multiple publishers and port creators, so there's like Nintendo farms out the third party porters, like the ones that mm-hmm. port the games. And so like there's like it's pretty 
pretty much a shoe in that not only are we getting Cadence of Hyrule, Link's Awakening, um, but we're probably going to get Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HDs as ports, which is oh, awesome. you think so? Yeah, there was it's well the same ones, same people that put out those games were recruiting for a legend project and there's like a bunch of stuff and and uh proof and research that the guy was doing that showed that certain stuff was quote unquote as confirmed as it can be mm-hmm. um there was also the whole Ca- canada i think it was canada where they posted link to the past instead of link's awakening but they already had mm-hmm. a link's awakening so don't know why they had a link to the past it, <laughs> yeah there was that um, there was also, which I mean, we going back to Mario Maker, there was a whole spot where they had a Super Famicom logo for a while, and people oh, really? were saying that that's not a slip. It's saying that they're probably going to have Super Nintendo on the Nintendo Online soon. Yeah, I have to imagine that's coming. So that could be the link to the past that we're going to see, but there wouldn't be a reason for it to have a barcode. Or, you know what okay. I mean? Because they're not going to be selling it. It's going to be available for Switch Online. Unless they put the, uh, like, like those gift, not gift cards, but like the play cards that you buy in stores. It I don't know. I, they normally don't put that on, on the website, but Weird. I don't know. You never know. Never know. Yeah, so those were the ones that they confirmed. But also, they also confirmed via developer quotes was um a sequel to Breath of the Wild that encompasses multiplayer and that was like the developers multiple times in interviews have stated that they're planning on doing it. Mm-hmm. So like that should already be in the works. So who knows where we're gonna see at E three this year. And I'm assuming we'll have a, a lot to say whenever E three happens. Um but like it should We'll have a whole episode just on the E three. <laughs> well I mean we'll just do it as a lead up to an episode yeah. that we're doing. But yeah, it should be super interesting to see like what we what we get from that. <laughs> and what's interesting is I really haven't like this time last year. I remember seeing already a lot of the rumors, the different sites that have you know the verified sources, and yeah. they have a laundry list of things. And some of them ended up being right, some of them not. But I, as of now, I really have not seen anything leaked or even like teased. It's just a lot of like hopeful wishes. But nothing from you know verified informants or whatever. But yeah, Nintendo normally focuses, by this time you, you would. Nintendo recently has been focusing on a game at E3. So like, was it wasn't it last year? It was like Smash. Smash. So, oh, so I I so, hope they don't do that where like half the time is just one game. Well, this year it's going to be Mario Maker too. That's it's going to be that because it's coming out in June. So, but you don't think that this was that piece no. that they kind of just separated no because they did a little bit of a, a preview of smash before e3 last year too it was they didn't do a full reveal but they kind of hyped it up a little so i mean the one the one thing i would say is if you look at the world op or the the graphic game options right they had mario mario 3 mario world they announced 3d world mm-hmm. as the new one but there's still one more blank space well, because they and had Mario to... U on there, too, if you saw on one of the screens. They still have new Super Mario U on there as well. Mm-hmm. So they have all four, and then they had the 3D, which was its own its own section, so it's its own mode. But there's one blank spot next to it. Yeah. So who knows what that'll be. That'd be cool. I'm, I'm, I was, I'm wondering if they would do Paper Mario. I would think that they might um, do, like, Mario 64. Ah, oh, 
Ooh, that's I didn't even think about that. That would be awesome. Yeah, and that would lead into like a a future sequel where they could start doing the more graphically the, superior ones like Mario Odyssey. Yep. Mario yeah, Odyssey you could start. Yeah, because they said for the 3D world, you won't be able to switch between the different uh, options, so it's going to be its own one. Mm-hmm. You know what? Maybe this could open up to more of a 3D environment, a little open world. There was a little bit be- of 3D when they were showing some of the screens from 3D world, so yes. it's probably a different engine. So if there's anything else that has that engine as well, there might be something like that. So there, there mm-hmm. could be a reveal for that. But yeah, I, I'm assuming E3, though, is for, Mar- for Nintendo. That could be our little predictive section um, <laughs> for this. Is it's going to be Mario um, centric when it comes to Mario Maker Two, and it's also why they've said that they're not going to talk about the new switches. There's nothing right. to announce at this time because they don't want to take away the hype from Mario Maker Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that both are coming out, and they might be coming out soon, which is kind of bad that they're not talking about it, so we could kind of pre-plan. I mean, you're mm-hmm. gonna buy everything, obviously, but um, for me, <sighs> like, I gotta think. Like, my daughter needs her own Switch, but I would like that sounds like a great Christmas present. But right. um, if they're coming out with the Switch Mini, that's that's where it's going. It's gonna be that. If they're coming out with the Switch Pro, I might get the Switch Pro and give her the original Switch. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, or I might get Switch Pro, get her the Switch Mini, and have a third Switch. <laughs> like, it's <just laughs> crazy. I don't know if I'm gonna go that crazy. But I still I still think they're gonna talk about Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, I feel, they're gonna talk I mean, about I, other stuff. But I think that the main Nintendo setup is gonna be Mario Maker two, and then they're gonna yeah. talk about like the other stuff a tiny bit. And the, they might they're gonna do their E three um switch or their E three um direct that they mm-hmm. do, and it, they'll probably have like little quick videos like when they did the reveal of Metroid Prime four. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like that type deal. That's what they're going to do for sure. But yeah. it's not going to be... Um, I don't think they're going to go in too in-depth. Hopefully they have like stuff like Animal Crossing available so it's not just Mario Maker 2 E3. Right. Because, again, it would be kind of... You know, watching the same them people play the same stuff over and over again. It's only so entertaining, but if they start switching it up, it'll be cool. Right. Exactly. Anything else newsworthy? Uh, well, I talked about this last week where in Japan, the uh, sales of the hardware was going to surpass the PS4 mm-hmm. lifetime sales, and it happened. Oh, so yeah. Nintendo Switch has now outsold in Japan PS4 slash PS4 Pro hardware sales, and that's an impressive feat considering the amount of time that the PS4 has been out versus the Switch, and there's no slowdown with the Switch. I mean, we're, we are in the, at least for, for game-wise, we're in the slow month right now. June, July, throughout the rest of the year is just going to start picking up like crazy with these with these AAA titles, the Nintendo first party titles as they start coming out. And it's it's going to be a fun summer, an expensive summer for some, but <laughs> like you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not looking forward uh, I'm looking forward to all the games. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's uh it's impressive. I mean, it's interesting to see that happen. So they the Switch is magical. I'm just going to keep saying that. It's magical. Magical. <laughs> but that, that was the biggest... I would say these are the big news things. One uh, physical collector kind of thing that just came out today that I don't think anybody really knew about. And then I started posting it and other people started researching it. But 
if anybody remembers a month or two ago in the UK, there's a retailer called Argus, and they released, not them, but they they had for sale, and they're the only ones that I've seen so far overseas, these digital games and physical cases, right? The James Pond, codename Robocod, yeah. Rally Racers, and uh, Mission, Impossible Mission. So I bought them, right? You know, people don't count them, but I bought them. And then out of nowhere, I'm just doing my normal searching through all the retailers in the U.S., and GameStop has one called Constructor Plus. And this is one that I bought physically with a cartridge in the U.K., but this one was only priced at, I think, $20 or $15. And I thought that was really low, but what got me was that the publisher was Play It, so P-L-A-Y-I-T. And it's the exact same publisher that brought these digital games. So I posted it. I asked if anyone had heard about it. And then we found another website. Video Games Plus from Canada had pictures. And now GameStop updated their website. And it's the exact same thing. It's a digital code in a box. And GameStop, besides having Constructor Plus, also has the James Pond codename Robocod game. And I think that's $15, 15 or 20 with a digital game in a physical box. So these things are starting to make their way over to the U.S. So two things. One, I wish I hadn't bought them already, but I'm going to rebuy them for the ESRB rating. But now we're we're starting to really see a a brand new trend. And uh, I don't want to call it a genre, but it's it's the digital codes and physical boxes. And I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of them for the smaller, smaller, smaller titles it's its own category it's definitely its its own category and i mean the thing is is that like for a small company like i could see them doing that yes like Mm -hmm. i don't know why like for example sydney hunters coming out like i don't know why collector vision wouldn't just do that version where then they don't have to pay them ideas they don't have to do the production costs, and they can do a first run so that way we can support it the first time. And then when they earn money from that because we're going to support it because it's physical, then they can do the full run after they, you know, get some get some actual funds from that. Like that's mm. a great idea for the smaller companies. Like, and then they don't even have to go through like a, a publishing company because literally all they got to do is pay the the costs of getting cases and inserts and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah, I, you know, like that, that's my take is that I'm fine with with games that probably would not get a physical. It's like, OK, it, it gives an option. The pricing is probably not that far off from what the eShop is. And you get a case, which is cool and it's official. But then you have games like the Wolfenstein Youngblood yeah. that is digital and nobody could really understand why. I think that's Bethesda, right? Why yeah. they would do that. And so it's that fine line, right? When is it acceptable? When is it not? I mean, it's definitely probably one of the bigger topics going on right now amongst all of the collectors that I speak with because it opens up this this can of worms and it's just like, does it count? Does it not count? Why are they doing this? I mean, there's, there's a lot going on with that. But yeah. it looks like we are getting all of the titles that was released that were released in the UK. Video Games Plus did show pictures of all of them. Plus, the Constructor Plus is unique to us because overseas they did get a true physical, and we're just now apparently just going to get a digital. So, well, and to me, like that, it counts. It can be its own category depending on the type of collector you are. Right. I mean, as a you know pre- preservationist, I don't like it because it. Right. Number one, once the eShop's gone and it does go away eventually, we one just died. So yes. I mean. <laughs> It, it won't be available without piracy. 
and mm-hmm. which sucks because then you can't get it anymore with, unless you pirate something. And then right. the other side is is that memory consumption. So if you start getting everything digitally, you have to start having multiple memory cards, which is annoying. You might as well just right. have the games at that point. So yeah. like it's a it's a I haven't filled up my memory card yet, but it's got to be coming soon. And that's just with saves and DLC and updates. Yep. And I just have to buy a four hundred gig one because I was running out of space. Yeah, I haven't um, upgraded from one twenty eight yet. It's it's all my Rocket League videos. I take way too many of me scoring. Oh yeah, I don't do a whole <laughs> lot of videos or pictures, but um, just just when I'm like beating the game or something. But um, mm-hmm. so we're an over an hour in, and we haven't went to the uh, game yet. Oh my god, <laughs> we're very bad in. at keeping on track. Hour and a half in, that's classic. So <laughs> yeah, when you just said at the beginning of the episode, well, we only have about an hour or so. Yeah, oh yeah, hour or so. <laughs> So let's go into the game of the episode. Um, sure. Let's talk about Fox and Forests. And Give us the synopsis. The synopsis. Lay the wallpaper as I do. And it's going to be a short synopsis because I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> um, So Fox and Forests was originally, originally released worldwide in May of 2018. Um, released for Windows and PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and, and now the Switch. Um, it's a side-scrolling platformer, action-based, uh, developed by German studio Bonus Level Entertainment. Um, originally, it was published by Eurovideo Median, GmbH. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, um, it also was given a limited edition physical release in the States. Yay! Oh, yeah. By the, the strictly limited folk. <laughs> Strictly Limited um, has done their release. Uh, definitely a, a day one purchase for me. Um, oh, yeah. Gameplay is it's platformer with stylized. It's like Super Nintendo-style graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, you tr- you uh, control Rick, which is an anthropomorphic box, <laughs> and basically plays like tricks on a bird, which then takes you to the season tree, and you're tasked with recovering stolen bark in order to restore the balance to the forest which is mm-hmm. crazy um you progress through levels and the interesting get is that you shoot arrows you use a sword which is awesome you get like unlimited arrows and sword and you have a magic meter that constantly replenishes so as you go through the game you upgrade arrows with different types of magic arrows like the the season tree will give you the ability to to do that somehow Mm -hmm. um and but the cool thing is is that you have the ability to instantly change the seasons in the game which also consumes your magic at a higher rate and Mm -hmm. it's super cool though because each level or world per se not level but each world is a section of a different season and then when you hit it it hits and when you hit the button to change the seasons it rotates to like the corresponding alternate season which makes for some really cool like puzzles and platforming tricks and super cool um fox and force though was a um originally a kickstarter in 2016 so it took a couple years to come out and it released over a hundred thousand euro to fund the development. Oof. So super cool. But as we've talked about, it almost costs about that to do a physical switch release. So it looks like they were able to, and I'm not sure because I haven't been on their Kickstarter page, but 
I'm not sure if they um, had a Switch physical release with their Kickstarter. Um, I do know they have a limited edition, which I do not have. Um, I do have the normal edition. And they did what um, irritates me about regular editions, where Strictly Limited gave a postcard with it that doesn't fit in the Switch box. So I have to store it separately for my collection. Ah, but it fits in the collector box. Of course it does. But I, I actually take all my collector boxes and put them away, and I have all my Switch cases displayed. So, uh, like, a game that I don't have limited, now the card is sitting with all my limited stuff, like, separately, just out of a... I'm like, ah, oh, jerks. I, I, I will say, before we get into the game, just you mentioned the postcard, and it was funny. When it came out, right, somebody wrote on Twitter to Strictly Limited, and they were like, oh, like you should write me a letter or something. And they did. I don't know if they sent it, but they wrote on their postcard like, hey, how's it going? Thanks for supporting the game. And they took a picture of it. And I'm like, that's kind of awesome that they did that. <laughs> and now I really want them to do it for me. <laughs> for everything. I mean, we're uh-huh. going to be chatting with them, yeah. So. <laughs> um, so I'm just going over all the the basic gist, though, and then we we could obviously like conjecture like that's always good. Um, yes. So the game itself had mixed reviews um, from Metacritic, and basically they were just talking about the length of the game. Um, mm-hmm. However, you know your buddies at Switch Life, um, <laughs> uh, they they like the season changing mechanics and criticize the controls, which I don't mind the controls. Um, and everybody's talking about the length of the story. They said it's too mm-hmm. short. Um, and then weapon restrictions, because there's not a ton of weapons, but I think that there was plenty. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll go in depth. And then the interesting part, which I thought was really cool, the Switch version of Fox and Forest sold more than <laughs> other, the other systems, any Ooh. other system. Three times more than the PC and four times more than the PS4 version. Wow. Like, they don't even talk about Xbox because it's such an <laughs> underutilized system nowadays. But, <laughs> um, any, honestly, anything that comes out on the Xbox is, is unique, especially if it comes out physically because PS4 is easy. Xbox One, for some reason, is not. So mm-hmm. um, that that's going to be a fun one to collect for when, when games go cheap. Um, however, though, so that's, that's the gist of Fox and Forest's. Um, by the by, the bonus the bonus levels. Um, what we're gonna talk about is the, so now how much were we able to play the game? Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I posted it online and I was able to beat the game, which was awesome. It was fun. I was playing it and was able to beat it. it took me about three and a half hours. Now I didn't one hundred percent it. I only um I collected almost almost everything, but I didn't go backtrack for all the mm-hmm. different um seeds. I don't yeah. even think I got. I don't think I got all the seeds in any single season or any single. Uh, I just went through and, and played as much as I could, and mm-hmm. it was just because I would get to a level, and I, I again, I refuse to use online help. I don't use any online guides, no help at all. Don't watch any videos, and I just went around and, and hunted around, and I was like, well, can't find the dang on seed here, so I just went to the next section. <laughs> you have to. In order to progress through to the next world, you have to have a certain amount of seeds in order to unlock the next world. So I did backtrack through a few levels. I just didn't have the next shot that I needed to to get another seed, and then I didn't go back through some of the levels. So um, ran out of time, and at the end of this episode, I'll I'll tell my story why I ran out of time. But (laughs) (laughs) little sidetracks. But um, 
but yeah, so that's where I got. So how far did you get? Obviously, so with my the guess boo, is you, you played, better 100% of it. Well, I'm guessing you played normal mode, right? Um, yes, I played it in normal okay. mode. Yep. So I'm I'm a different type of gamer. I if I had the option of just like I could get unlimited health just to enjoy the game, I would do that. So I played easy mode because um, uh-huh. I I'm just I'm okay at games, but I felt like if I played normal, I probably wouldn't make it as far as I did. But yeah, I, I 100% of it, and I will say that I would play every level um, on my own, no guides or anything. I would play it two or three times, and if I still could not find the seed at that point, I did go online just to find like that one or two missing. Cheater. But boo! I, <laughs> Give it back. <laughs> I, I will say ninety percent of the game I played on my own on easy mode, which I'm happy about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did a hundred percent, and and what's nice is um, since you didn't get all the seeds, when you get all forty, you unlock the ability to replay the bonus level that you get at the end. And the bonus level is when you can pretty much just collect coins. So I was able to use that to finish off getting like all the hearts that I needed um, and any of the, like uh, the meter bar. So I did that. I did a few things post game, but yeah, I I played, I would say uh, between like seven to eight hours um, playing through everything. Yeah. Cause when I played, like I, I looked through everything. I cut every blade of grass. I touched every wall to see if anything was a hidden secret. So, you know, if you run through the level, you could probably do it in three to five minutes. But it was taking me like 20 minutes a level sometimes well, because I was just going. The thing is, is that you mentioned that, but it was fun doing that because I did yes. a lot of that exploration, too. And like three and a half hours was me like leisurely going through the game. I wasn't rushing. Uh-huh. And... Like it, it was just it's fun exploring around and just hunting around to see what you could find because there's a lot of different weird paths, right? Oh yeah, and then especially like in even in the early like the first level I, I replayed a few times because I figured it was the easiest one to collect coins mm-hmm. for. But even when you go underground, it was like a maze. There's so many different paths that you could take that had shortcuts, that had hidden secrets, then a dead end, and you had to backtrack. And you know I don't. I don't really normally play these type of games anymore. I play a lot of just RPGs and whatnot, but the platform, I mean, it was so much fun. And then, you know, we started talking about the weather changing ability mm-hmm. and I really liked it. I thought it was really well done. It was fun. Um, trying to figure out some of the puzzles and having to even like mid jump and change the seasons just so you can get through a waterfall that's normally in the winter, just a sheet of ice. Uh, and yeah. it it was great. I really liked that as that mechanic to the game. Um, I did like I, also how as you progressed through the game, because your magic meter would expand naturally as you upgraded things, it allowed you to play the levels slightly differently. Where yes. um like at the beginning you're sitting there having to flip back and forth because you have it consumes your magic meter and you run right. out and you gotta wait for it to replenish sometimes or collect the, the little jewels. Well, um later on like you can leave it on for a while, which is really interesting because like when you get to the fourth world, there's a spot where you see a a seed and you it's almost an endurance match to get down oh, to your little yep. maze. But later on, it's no problem. I know exactly which one you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, so like you hit the button, you have to go through and kill enemies and try to get there. And then by the time you get back, you almost die before you get back. And and I did die once doing that. And I'm like, okay, next (laughs) section. Then I didn't get go back and get that seed. But like, Mm -hmm. but later on, like the seasons, like you just leave it on for forever. So 
I did do that for the um, the shoot 'em up levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the fourth world, it was the uh, the winter one. Yep. And then it changed. I think it was right. It was winter, and then changed to spring. Nice. And fall. Yeah. So I did leave that a lot because what was awesome is as you go through it, if it's spring, the icicles would fall and hit the enemies and take them out. Mm-hmm. And my bar was like three quarters full, so I was able to leave it for a while. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. It definitely changes how you play through a level. Exactly, and it's it's just really cool that, you know, the, the gameplay kind of evolves and progresses as you play it. And now, mm-hmm. albeit, you know, a three-and-a-half-hour game is, is short, but in this day and age, I enjoy being able to sit down in a week, and, and you especially, we were able to 100% it in a week. That's That's yeah. cool. You got to fulfilling gaming experience out of that oh yeah like it's not you know it's not going to take a million hours to play it but then again how many times even in this podcast recording did i say oh yeah i picked up the game for a couple hours and i hadn't played it again like Mm -hmm. in previous games that i've been playing like this was one where i was able to play through it and beat it and it was fun and i still could go back and you know get the 100 percent if i if i want to later which is cool and it's satisfying to see your screen, like your save screen, and you have all the hearts, your bar is all the way full, all your yeah. weapons, the power-ups, and it's just like, it is fulfilling. And you, I call that what the I really, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, or yes. Zelda 1, where you max out all your hearts, and you're like, yes, yep. this is it, I feel like a feel like a badass now, like, this is cool, <laughs> like, like, I love that kind of feeling. This game definitely had it. Yes. And I really like the rewarding aspect of collecting the seeds because some of them, like you said, the endurance one was definitely one of them. But the one that, I mean, there was a level I must have stood, I stood up. Like when I, whenever I get frustrated playing, I start off on the couch casually. And then when I get like hyper-focused, I, I stand up right in front of the TV because that makes me, for some reason, a better gamer. That's and <laughs> and I was playing the shoot, that shoot 'em up level, trying to get all those seeds. And I would keep hitting an icicle at the wrong time or I just wasn't. I don't know if you recall, but the very first seed to get, you have to use the boomerang. And I mean, if you don't know, but if you shoot it three times, the third one goes in a downward uh, loop as opposed to up. So it, you had to be at the right moment to hit the target as the screen is moving you from left to right. Mm-hmm. And I would keep hitting it, but the the seed was loading and it wouldn't fully load before I passed it. So it didn't count as me grabbing it. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally got it, I would hit the bird that's right in front of me yeah. every time. So when I finally got past it and I got to the first save, I was like, Oh my God, this is very rewarding. It felt so good. I'm like, yes, I finally did it. So, and so here's a good question. Uh-huh. Would you say that your experience last week with Cuphead helped you with the shoot 'em up levels this <laughs> yeah. week? I'm just saying because that's kind of interesting we, that we had a little bit of an evolution from week to week. That's, like, that is true. I think a little bit. I think it. You know what? With Cuphead, it was that progression bar that got me. I yeah. just saw my little guy moving a little bit further every time. And with this one, it was the seed collecting. It was the uh, the crystals, not in every stage, but then also the. Uh, I forgot what you call the other, uh, the seeds, like stone, the wheels, the stones, the stone. Yeah, the wheels. I, and, I call them wheels, but they're really, I think they're grindstones. Grindstones, yes. And finding all of them when you, by the time you get to the end, of the level felt so good because so many times I get to the end and I found four out of the five, and I'm like, oh my god, like I cannot find this one. <laughs> and then finally, like maxing out the level, just it feels really good. And I, and I, I like the backtracking because you know you start off with 
one arrow, your sword, you beat a level, you get a new type of power-up uh, arrow. So it forces you to go back because now there's the targets of those colored arrows that you couldn't do originally and that you now you can. That's the, that's the Metroid-style way of uh-huh. luring in the player. It's exactly it because you see it, it's just out of reach, and you're like, damn. Uh-huh. And, you just... and and what's great is that you do everything before the fourth world because by the time you get to the fourth world, you have all the arrows, you have everything you need. Mm-hmm. So you backtrack, you play the earlier levels again in a new way, and then you're ready to take on the final stages. Yeah. And so okay. one thing that I just noticed that you said that we haven't really talked about, so I can imagine you sitting there on a chair that's really close to your TV screen playing the Switch. And then, <laughs> then when you start to get intense, you start standing up like and, yeah. and do it. Like, I, I'm just imagining that. So that's your play style for this game. My um, I Most of the time when I'm playing the Switch, I'm sitting in handheld mode on the couch, and I have like a an L-shaped couch with a... I don't know if it's called a chaise on one side, so mm-hmm. I'll I'll say lay on one of those, and I'm sitting there, sitting back, playing in handheld mode most of the time. Um, I'm <laughs> using the Joy the Zelda Joy-Con with the D-pad. Um, oh, okay. I do find myself using even in platformers now, which is weird. I find myself using the analog. I don't know why. I, I was using the analog a lot yeah. for this one, and I don't know why, but I found myself using the analog a lot. Um, I do have the the um d-pad though because i enjoy classic nintendo d-pad right so but yeah i mean so that's how i'm playing it most of the time i'm just sitting there playing and i i I didn't i don't think i got too frustrated i didn't die more than like once in any section including getting that i I got that seed with the boomerang you're talking about Um, of course you did yeah i didn't but i mean i could have just died so many times (laughs) Yeah, but I, I, played I played it in normal as well, so I don't know what... The, do you know the difference between easy and normal? I'm not sure. Like, um, One thing that I saw just on just on the screenshot on the back of the case, uh-huh. there were bad guys that were not in the game in the easy mode. Like, so I'm looking at one... Enemies. I'm looking at a guy with a scythe on a, on a horse, mm-hmm. and I did not have that guy at all in the easy mode. Ah, so, so I definitely they, think... They probably eliminated amounts of enemies and... Like, that's good, though. I would rather them add more enemies to traverse through than have, like, more hit points and arbitrarily right. just increase and, and subtract the hit points from the player. Right. No, I, yeah, I definitely think the uh, the attack patterns were a little different. Because I will say, after I beat the final boss, and I won't say who it is or, or that because I don't spoil <laughs> but I was watching a video on the normal mode, and the attack pattern was so different. There was more animation, more things on the screen that did not appear in the easy mode. And for me, that was still challenging. So God knows how how horrible I would do on the normal mode. I do want to say that that is one aspect of this game is that the boss fights were pretty easy if you assume that there's a gimmick to each boss fight. Yes. So like like for example, like one of them, you have a guy who really can't even hurt him, but there's icicles above him, and oh knowing, oh my god, that guy, yep. Knowing that the icicles are going to hit him, you just keep on messing with the season change until. He gets like, right. paused, and then he gets stunned, and you beat him, and it's like, don't even really get hit, which is crazy. Now, um, did you ever die during a boss battle? Um, I did die during one of the boss battles, but it was just because I, I think it might have been one of the, like, maybe the first or the second boss, just because I wasn't thinking of changing the seasons. <laughs> well, I'm asking, because when you died, did it give you an option for a hint? 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, it did. did. Okay. And easy mode, it did also. I didn't. And maybe, maybe I was playing in easy mode at, at one point. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely didn't look at all those hints that they gave me. No. Oh, did you? I, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I no. did. I, I, I could not figure out that icicle guy. I mean, it. Oh, so, it, so what happens when you hit a hint? Because I never hit a hint. So, okay, so for that one, the hint was. They were like, you should use an arrow to chip away at the icicle, and after it falls, um, change the season. It'll get, or it'll get one if you break. It, so if you break it off by shooting the green arrows, it'll break off and get stuck into the guy's shield, and then you change the season, and it freezes him, and then you can attack. Yeah, because so, what I was doing for the so longest the, time. So how was, the physics work with that is that you're in winter, and so you ch- you shoot the arrows, chip away. The icicle f- hits him in his shield that he puts up. And then you change mm-hmm. the season to spring, it melts the icicle, yes. and then when you let it, you change the season back, it turns back into winter and freezes. Uh huh. Like it's it's cool. It's unique. I I love that stuff. That's yeah, so me cool. too. And what's funny is I what I was doing in the beginning was I was changing the season so the icicles would just melt and fall off, and but he was blocking it, it yeah. without sticking. And I was like, what is going on? I thought this is what I need to do, and then I figured out you actually have to chip away at it. But well, yeah, I thought the animations bo- were and the really good. Previous boss fight though. When you would do stuff like that, he would open himself up for an attack. You go in and swipe at him. This one, yes. you couldn't do that. Yep. So, yeah, it was, it was super creative. That, I mean, I and the boss fights, they seemed a little... Like, once you figured it out, it was pretty yeah. easy to hack away at them. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it was really unique to figure out the boss fights. The like, final boss one got me a lot of times. I played against uh, the final one. More times than I care to admit. Um, but you know what it was? Every time, this is what I like. Every time I played, I got a little bit better. And normally, like with RPGs, you know, I just level grind, so I'm overpowering whatever current yeah. uh, enemy I'm facing. But here, you really have to learn the patterns. I would say uh, the final boss was the closest to a Cuphead boss, like in all reality, mm-hmm. because it changed forms a couple times. Yes. And, and, and not just forms, but like attack patterns. And the attack patterns to me were pretty easy uh however once you take a little bit of damage it was kind of oh, yeah. it was kind of downhill so once you took damage from that attack pattern, I was like all right the next time you do it you got it though because it's not super hard they add stuff like wind and stuff to to make it diff- interesting and modifiers oh. Well, what's great is that they gave you crystals every time you beat one of the forms you got the crystal to replenish your mana bar mm-hmm. but you never got any more health. Yeah, which and, is good. It's good. Yeah. It would have been way too thought, easy if you got health. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, there was a time where, like, there was a time during that battle where I'm like, okay, maybe they could give you one heart back. But to me, I was like, I need to be, like, pitch perfect because I can't afford to, to lose too much before I get to, like, the final stage of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, but it felt so rewarding when the screen is flashing and he's dissolving and disappearing and... And then Rick holds up his sword, and I'm just like, I did it. I'm so happy. I, I will have to say that I had a, I call it a Game Center CX moment. Do you know the game show Game Center CX? Mm-mm. Oh, you're, you're, you're about to go down a rabbit hole if you Google that. <laughs> um, it's my favorite TV show of all time. It's about a a gamer called, he's a, he's a Japanese comedian, Shinryu or Shinra Arino. His name's Arino, though. And he plays... Nintendo games terribly and his goal is to beat games on every episode and he's playing Nintendo and old school games but he'll play Genesis and Super Nintendo later but he's playing them 
horribly. And the classic is Arena playing the Dagon boss and then dying with him right at the end and having, like, I literally played the Zen boss and it was like my, like, I was playing through getting through and I got all the way to the end and I hit him and got the final death as I lost the last tower. <laughs> and I'm like, no! And it went away and I had to redo it. I'm like, you! And I, it was an Areno moment. I was like, Areno! <laughs> like, this is classic but yeah if you look up if any listeners look up game center cx like in vgbs pockets we did a whole episode on the on the show it's in its 18th season um it's oh my God. going on for and they have a translation scene online that's dedicated to bringing them all in english um it's awesome and the guy's a weird dialect of japanese too that's not easy to translate so like there's a whole dedicated team um and, but it's I have uh, like almost every single episode digitally, and it's awesome show. But like, I had my Reno moment with Fox's Forest, like where the developers are gonna make fun of me for that one because I literally <laughs> died as he did, and I had to redo the whole thing. And when I went back through, I was able to to do it almost at full health, though. Nice. So, yeah, I was like, oh, I learned, my, I earned my stripes with that one, and you know that the the um thing with game center six is like he never gives up so he can beat games that you would like be like holy cow he cleared that game but it's, uh-huh. he, but it's because number one you don't get game over after losing your lives and have to start over at the beginning of the game you get to continue so a game like right. fox and force where you get to continue like he would be able to beat that game too because we mm-hmm. all should be able to mm-hmm. <laughs> now so. did you always use the uh, uh the checkpoints um, no, no, I did not. Because, okay. yes, so the checkpoint system is interesting because you get to the the guy who, I think his name was Retro or something, like, right? Uh-huh. But um, you would get to him and he would ask you, do you want a checkpoint? But you had to buy it with crystals. And to me, I was like, well, I kind of want, I'm earning, trying to get 2,000 to get an upgrade for heart or trying to do something. So I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't use them all. Um, I paid for it a couple times where. I had to go back pretty far, um, especially replaying a level, and I'm like, oh, I don't need any checkpoints, and then I die, and then uh-huh. I go all the way back to the beginning of the level. I'm like, all right, quit, go back to a new one. Like, I did that a couple of times. Um, so that's, I found it interesting that the price kept increasing yes, every like time. Doubling. But, but what's funny is that it didn't matter if you had done a previous. I thought it was like, oh, you know, maybe if I skip the first one and I go to the second one, no. the second one will start at the lowest price. It's like, no, it starts at a higher price. And I'm like, look at that capitalism. He knows I need to save this far into it, and he's charging me for it. Yes, but, it is. But he always had, like, funny, I don't know if you read the the little text, but he always had, like, funny little, like, tidbits or pieces of news that he shared with oh, Rick. Yeah. And it was so funny. He's like, he's like, oh, did you hear that a blue hedgehog got caught for speeding and stuff like that? <laughs> and for terrible eyes that are spread apart. now yeah that was it was super cool and meta and the writing in the game was was fun too i I love the humorous tone it was very punny and i i enjoy that i mean to me like you know reviewers are complaining about the length but it it was a complete story a complete experience and I mean, being a, a smaller project with, you know, a, a good team on it, it's, it was fun. And it's a mm-hmm. really cool game. Um, I would definitely say um, super awesome. Um, I like the Hunting of the Hidden Treasures. 
Um, I enjoyed the upgrade learned through the exploration aspect. You, know, you said you were chopping away every bit of grass. I really loved that aspect of it made you want to explore because the game was so well developed. Um, so let's go over to the listener thoughts and comments. Sure. You said Let you me. had a few. I had a few. So let's I do. What do you got? Sure. So one was from J Beam. This is all Twitter. So it's J Beam and his handle is at no longer gone. He said it's so amazing. Watch the wife beat the game. Yeah. Uh, and then I, we also I mean talked- we we saw a lot of people saying, I haven't opened it yet or I haven't played it. We're like, now is yeah. the time. We keep writing oh, yeah. now is the time to play it. We're playing for the cast with us. <laughs> and then Nintendok at Nintendok was like, Yes, sir, got the collector edition too. This is one of my favorite indies on the system. Really enjoying the weather mechanic and the Sega Genesis vibe. I'll say Super Nintendo vibe. Oh but, no, uh, I, I agree with the Sega Genesis you vibe. You do? Yeah, absolutely. Um there's a mm. homebrew game that's that came out within the last year too called Tanglewood, which is also yes, a fox. Yes. And we, you know what? Strictly needs to just bring that one over too. Monopolize the whole fox market. <laughs> Foxy times. But yeah, <laughs> no, it, it was like completely like a, I could I I get the Genesis vibe to it just because mm-hmm. of the chill nature of the game. There's a mm. lot of Genesis cookie cutter platformers that are like that too. But this one was intricately done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we have from Retro Ace at Retro Outcast. He said, day one purchase. It was a decent sub, five-hour game. Some really good ideas, but I think it would have benefited from having shorter levels as opposed to lengthy ones, maybe in a sequel. And what's interesting is uh, Bonus Level responded back to him. So he, so mm-hmm. they said, dot, 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 or our next game. The new project will have a different approach. Thanks for the feedback. And then Retro Ace said, can't wait to see what you have in store next. Any hints as to what it could be? And Bonus Level said, yes, it will be something about the seven deadly sins and with werewolves and gargoyles. Mwahaha. More of an action adventure this time, but 2D. So there you go. If you didn't know about that, now you do. Well, I mean, if they make that type of a game in the same with the same type of care that they put into Fox and Forest, it's gonna be mm-hmm. awesome. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. And if they use the puns, it'll be like the cap attack on the Genesis. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like it'll be it'll be super cool. If they don't use the puns, it'll still be super awesome too. So oh, yeah. um I mean one you didn't mention was um, you know, at real strictly limited uh, mention. <laughs> they they mentioned that, hey, we're very much looking forward to the podcast episode with Fox and Forest. <laughs> I like strictly limited games tweeted this out. <laughs> like it's just classics. Um I, uh, I do wanna say I've been talking like with... Davy before yeah. before that. Davy at Dayeth I P H P G H said, Yeah, this one is trying my patience. <laughs> it's either close to completion or dead in five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brandon at not Brandon J. Cruz said, I'm heavily enjoying it. Reminds me of one of my favorite SNES games, which is Hook. And I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't played Hook yeah, in so, so long. I could actually like the um, it's the backgrounds and the not the character, but the backgrounds and everything kind of does remind me of Hook and the Peter Pan vibe. That, that mm-hmm. game had because like the game itself of hook didn't look like the movie it looked like a super nintendo game like, it, mm-hmm. it, it's on super nintendo but it it really was like more animated style which was super cool and i absolutely agree with that one i i read that tweet and i was like oh yes that is a perfect one we gotta mention like 
hook on the Super Nintendo. I was like, Ugh. yeah. So what about you? Any more uh, comments on your end? Um, I mean, aside from everybody just saying that they <laughs> hadn't opened it and a I couple know. didn't like, get a copy and they wanted to get one online. and Yeah. And it's pretty expensive, especially for the limited edition. So. Now, um, I will also say that uh, we didn't even touch upon what the collector edition was, Mm-mm. but we don't have to because on my YouTube channel coming up hopefully in the next day or so is my unboxing of Fox and Forest. Perfect. Yeah, so, you absolutely can go over that for sure. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of goodies in here, and it's a, and the only thing I'll mention is that the CD soundtrack, so it has 19 tracks on it. It's pretty much all the levels, the themes, and whatnot. But the cover is an SNES cover with nice. the dots on the right-hand side, the purple tab markings, the red bar at the top. So I go, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I like the homage to that. Yeah, I mean, as, really, as we alluded to at the beginning of the episode, um, we are. I'm going to be interviewing Bonus Level Entertainment, um, and you're going to be interviewing Strictly Limited Games. If you can figure out how to record, right. yes. And when they when they have time, they're a little busy, but they did say they are open to it. So we're hoping that in the near future, we will get to ask them some questions. Get them, which get them is for the play guest. Yeah, to be cool. Yeah, so like, I mean, and the thing is, I might be able to get time for them as well because a lot of them have time like during the day and i can break away for lunch sometimes to do some recording so like we're making this stuff happen people <laughs> like, so now is there anything that you would have uh, changed or seen wanted to see differently in the game i mean aside from wanting more i mean which is you could say that about almost any game um mm-hmm. I, I think like you can't go about like changing the vision of a developer i don't i don't ever go that route um Mm -hmm. i mean obviously always more variety more that but it may have changed the nuances of the entire game if you do that so i honestly think it was a it was a great game i mean we should go probably go into our recommendation as well um and with our recommendation if you want to say changes and stuff we can um Mm -hmm. i absolutely recommend everybody definitely playing this um if you can't get the physical it's worth the quick digital if it goes on sale for sure because Mm -hmm. like it's a it's a quick you know couple hour game that you can play like it's under under eight hour completion three hour beat game like Mm -hmm. it's it's really fun really cool um and i mean for me i didn't use any of the potions so i think me neither. i think that the, i know i think i saw that there were achievements which the switch doesn't have which they need right but um they need to have achievement system nintendo but uh <laughs> but there was one if you didn't use any potions throughout the game and i never used a potion through the game but consumables yeah so maybe an expansive way to use the potions that weren't a consumable, but use magic meter. That would have been cool. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, me? I highly recommend this game. And, you know, it's sad. I, you know, I bought it physically. I probably would not have gotten to this game if not for the playcast. And not because I don't want to play it, just because there's, I have limited time, right? And I play, Man. I'm playing RPGs. But you got me to play this, and it's become one of my favorite games that I played recently. Yeah, and it's it was fully enjoyable, uh, fully doable to get a hundred percent, which is always rewarding in itself. There's a nice little, I would say, like thirty second bonus thing at the very end, and I don't know if you get it if you unlock everything or if you just beat the game, but it's in like the uh, additional credits uh, menu. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I. 
I really enjoyed this. And, that, and once I started playing it, I, I couldn't put it down. I mean, I'm glad I had that extra day to beat it before the before we talked about it. But <laughs> if we had recorded yesterday, I would have still gone back to finish this game. I mean, that's how good it was. And yeah, I, I the only thing I would say is, you know, same thing. I didn't really use the potions. I think it would have been cool if I could have used the arrows in in midair or moving around but i do yeah. like that you kind of have to strategize a little bit depending on what weapon you wanted to use um but other than that i mean i thought the game it looked great it looked retro it, it felt it felt like i was playing a game from my younger younger years of the super nintendo sega genesis era and i will say i played it primarily docked which I normally don't do, but I just ended up playing it docked with a pro controller. It played great. I played a few levels handheld. It played great. So I didn't really notice a difference uh, in either play style, but I would highly recommend getting this either at this point, I guess, third market or just downloading it because like you said, three hours to play, eight hours, I would say to beat it a hundred percent. And it's, it's fulfilling and it's a fun story. It's nothing too complicated. It's good dialogue and, Overall, it's just a great platformer, so it gets my recommendation. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, it's just this is a perfect one. I'm a hundred percent with you that I would not have played it for more than two seconds if we didn't do it for the cast, which is why we're doing this. Like, yeah, so we can sink our teeth into some of these games that we're you know raving about. Like, is I mean, how else are we going to say you know the Nintendo Switch has some of the best retro style games and the best old school Super Nintendo experiences if we don't actually experience those ourselves? Yeah. Which now we're Absolutely. doing. This was one. This was perfect. Like, yeah, like this is this was the reason why I wanted to do this cast. And so, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so, so the <laughs> next game that we're playing, and yes. literally, like, we kind of plan stuff. Like, I've been talking, like, I want to do Faroon or whatever, but really, like, maybe <laughs> not. But, but JP had an idea, and I happen to have the game too. Um, oh, good. So we are going to do it. Oh, absolutely. So we're going to uh, be playing Outlast. We have to say Outlast One because it was released physically within a two pack, basically. You could call it Outlast Bundle of Terror. That's what uh, Limited Run Games called the first one because I think it comes with the uh, expansion as well. Yeah, the, is that Whistleblower? I think so. It's an awesome horror style game, and it's going to be yeah. cool to talk about. We won't go in depth like any kind of preview. No, no, no. I've never played it. I just saw videos. It was horror, so I wanted to get some scary movie kind of dude, um, and I'll definitely going to depth on on scary movie stuff too in that episode it'll be i have a giant scary movie horror ter- totem pole tattoo on my leg too so yeah this will be a fun one this will be interesting and i may or may I not will, like it yeah and i will say like i like horror games i don't like horror movies i don't like to be scared oh. um just it's never been my thing but i'll you know i'll see movies like that just not too often but this one has just been intriguing me for a while because it did come out on the PS4 mm-hmm. um, in a Trinity pack uh, physically. But when Limited Run Games announced it, and I, I was so excited because I, I wanted it physically on the Switch, and it just has that creepy vibe, atmosphere, and we'll get into all that, but it's just like one of those games that just drew me into it, and I needed an excuse to play it. And I'm like, okay, if I this can propose it to you and you say yes, I'm like, now I have to play it. Um, and again, I'm just going to plug myself in but i just did the unboxing for the outlast uh 
Murkoff briefcase edition, mm-hmm. their limited edition collector edition, and that is on my YouTube channel yeah. now. And it is you're going to plug yeah, it next I, week, I, JP. Too, <laughs> I'll plug it in then. But I will say it's one of my top five collector editions for the Switch, like yeah. of anybody. Um, so check that out, and I really can't wait till we both get to talk about it next week because I don't think the first one is terribly long, which means I think it's doable for us to complete it. Um, but even still, I'm just very excited to to I'm get scared. I'm looking forward to, to playing for a week. Like, and that's the thing. Like my intent isn't isn't to be able to complete every game in the week because then we would be avoiding certain longer games which i also want to play for an entire week right like and as we said if we decide to make it longer we will it's there's no real rules to the playcast we're just gonna right play so yeah so outlast one is going to be the with all the dlc so we'll call it the what is it the terror bundle uh, bundle of terror. The bundle of terror. It's like my bundle of terror. That's what I call, oh, my, da- what I call my daughter. Bundle of terror. <laughs> <laughs> should be should be classic. Um. So and the the to wrap up things, we always go over like conventions and projects and any other updates. Um. So I mean, again, I'm going to classic game fest and game on at the end of the summer. There's nothing that's popping up before that for me. Mm-hmm. Um. However, projects. Um, I did launch the Walter Day Superstars of Gaming Volume 1 book this week on Kickstarter. Launched it actually on Tuesday, two days ago, and it was 100% funded in the first 12 hours. Wow, congratulations. So awesome. I'm, I'm launching it on my co not really writer, he's a researcher, but the co-byline, uh, Todd Friedman, he launched it on his Kickstarter, because I'm, mine is maxed out for now until the Switch book launch. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I've been working on that book, though, for two years. It's, wow. and it's literally on the side, way on the side. It's not a big book. It's gonna be about a, under 150 pages. A little small guy. Um, and it's gonna cover the first year of trading cards from Walter Day. And the stories behind the people on the cards and their experiences and stories about Walter himself. Um, and how things work in the world is crazy because I didn't know this when we launched, but we launched on his 70th birthday. Oh, wow. And this weekend is his 70th birthday party. So there's a big party in California. They're doing a giant card trading event. And he's obviously going to talk about the book as well. Um, mm-hmm. The coolest thing was is that you know I'm doing this book for Walter. Anything the book raises, I'm going to print more books to get to Walter, and then any proceeds and profits go to Walter. Like I'm not taking any money from this. You know, the thousands of hours that I put in each book, it's just because Walter's helped me get out there because he's introduced me to people and mm-hmm. everything. So um, it's going to be super interesting to see how far it goes because I think right now it's. It's definitely over 150% funded, but um, it'll be cool to see. Uh, and the artist for the cover, though, is like Dan Tierley, who is doing the... And I might be saying Tierley wrong, um, <laughs> but he's he's uh, does the Star Wars trading cards for Tops, And oh, wow. he did Walter's image for the book cover, and he just did it for me. Which is super cool that like such mm-hmm. a professional, world-renowned artist would do that just because for Walter. 
And that's where it's like, no, I'm that everything's going to Walter for this book. And I made that <laughs> very clear to everybody so they know, hey, then this is for him. Um, it's already done, uh, formatted. So all I'm gonna have to do is add any backer because I got a bunch of backers that want to put their stories in the book too. Um, so I had to add mm-hmm. all of that to the book, and that's all I'm gonna have to do. So it'll be the same thing with the Switch book. Like once we take it to Kickstarter, late summer, early fall, it's going to be complete, like in a state of completion, just minus the backer comments and the backer mm-hmm. stories, because we're going to give that opportunity to backers as well. Um, we might do like a one-page, two-page option for a spread or something, mm-hmm. um, just depending on how we go with with the Kickstarter, but. Yeah, it'll be like that's that's what I like to do with my book. So everything besides for the crazy Virtual Boy book that is like was the April Fool's joke. I didn't even have that one written, and so that's <laughs> like honestly that one is gonna overload my plate with <laughs> like because I'm working on that while I'm working on the Switch book, and it's like splitting my time. And mm-hmm. Virtual Boy is a, a different beast. It's like a ironic. Like the switch is fun to write about, and then the virtual boy is like, oh, I gotta write about <laughs> virtual baseball, which is the most main mundane baseball <laughs> game release, bare bones baseball game release. It's almost as bare bones as RBI Baseball 2017. <laughs> but yeah, but like it's just one of those things where like some of those like writing about the complete ones and having to do it because like it's already out there and having to get it done is like ugh. and mm-hmm. then the other thing that i have is actually today i got in the third of my three super nintendo games in so this week i got in uh sydney hunter for the super nintendo mm-hmm. and then i got in um little medusa today so i have to uh, completely assemble the the box, the games, the boxes, the manuals, and everything for the limited edition releases of all three of those games. I already I finished um, Socks the Cat last weekend, so that's fully assembled, and mm-hmm. I hand number each one and sign it. So it's one through thirty. So I'm only thirty of each game, hand numbering them zero one of thirty, and then I sign each one. And there's, there's like a little limited edition where the barcode is a little limited edition box where there's some some an area so each one of mine is a signed one so you know it's from me like um the interesting part was is sydney hunter they were supposed to just send me the game in the manual they sent me the it all boxed like sealed up like old nintendo games mm-hmm. so there's like an outer box that says sydney hunter on it and then the inside there's three boxes that say sydney hunter on it. it's like like actual manufacturer which is really crazy like, That's every, awesome. like everybody else, they just send me their their games and baggies inside of the box, <laughs> like like classic homebrew, you know, indie game creator. Whereas Collector Vision, like you know, John Lester, I'm on with Gamester on his channel sometimes. Um, like that, it's legit. <laughs> like they went all out, but so maybe they just don't have the ability to send me the the carts and manuals. But I am going to include uh, the folded up original box with the with the backers items because why not I'm, mm-hmm. what, what am i gonna do with 30 extra boxes sitting around nothing I'm not, and the fact that they gave it i'm not charging anybody for that they're gonna get it as a bonus piece whoever got sydney nice. hunter yeah and i should have a few extra copies of each um what i do is and and they're only gonna be numbered through 30 but um what I do is I always order a couple extras in case uh, some get damaged in transit or lost in the mail. 
Um, so that way I have a replacement. And then if I have any extras, those numbers will be available on HagensLA.com um, in my store. So, nice. Yeah, they don't last long. <laughs> like, honestly, Black Box Challenge lasted, like, minutes. Like, you're talking limited run. Like, these are 30 copies. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> stuff's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's me with the projects. I'm always doing craziness. The actual Super Nintendo books are supposed to arrive by the end of May. And it's going to be an ordeal because it's coming on pelletized to my house. <laughs> So oh, obviously wow. I don't have a loading dock, so I had to pay <laughs> an extra sixty bucks or something. And I'm having them to my house because they're pocket edition, so I should be mm-hmm. able to easily transport all that. I'm gonna hand ship all these, which is gonna suck having to hand ship like hundreds of packages. It's just gonna eat into editing time and everything, book editing, creation time. But I did that with all my original Kickstarters and all my original releases, so I know how to do mm-hmm. it. I'm fast at it i'm good and i'll package better than my daggone warehouse too the warehouse has been messing up my books and because they don't know how to package properly i'm packaged better than they do (laughs) (laughs) but um but this will be um a a really fulfilling experience getting all those out for sure Mm -hmm. oh yeah absolutely and i i mean i'm gonna have a lot of books at the house so um the other thing i'm gonna do is get the definitive Super Nintendo and the Super Nintendo Pocket Edition to Amazon Prime fulfilled too. So they'll they'll come and pick up boxes and mm-hmm. send them to the warehouse so that way it can do prime shipping and everything. So you actually mail it to them. So I'm gonna do that um probably soon this summer too. So that because people are asking me like why aren't there more options for European shipping? Well if you do with the prime amazon does that for you so that's how mm-hmm. you can get them to save on shipping and that's why i tell a lot of european backers but then if it goes to my hidden gaming gems book where i only have 30 copies left now of the thousands that i printed it went oh, so wow. fast i only have like 30 copies left online so listeners this long two and a half hours almost into the podcast are going to uh <laughs> get a little heads up <laughs> like i know how many how much stock i have and it's like yeah it's no slip cases, like a couple slip cases and 30 books left. <coughs> That's crazy. But yeah, and then we have the last piece of mine, the computer craziness. So, so this happened um, Tuesday. We had a power surge in, in the town. As I said, middle of nowhere, Texas, can't drink the water, right? <laughs> um, so apparently a truck hit a light pole. And took out the power. Oof. So that's not good. Man, my wife said we didn't have power, so I got home. We had power. Didn't think to come upstairs, like and check my computer, but um, I did that night. And so, or no, no, the next morning. So the next morning, I'm like, ah, oh, let me go check the computer to get ready for podcast on Wednesday. You know what I mean? So Wednesday morning, I go up here. And my, I have an Alienware Alpha computer. It's like the size of a, like it's a small system. It's like smaller than a Nintendo. Like it's tiny. Mm-hmm. And it was flashing yellow, like yellow lights. You look if you Google, it's like yellow light of death. I'm like, what the hell? Um, it was flashing five times intermittently. 
And so I texted you, and I'm like, hey, I don't have a computer right now. <laughs> um, I did Googles and all that stuff, and um, it said it showed me how to disassemble it. It was a CMOS battery. Do you know what a CMOS is? Oh, no. So it's a nope. battery that controls the BIOS, which boots a computer. And that is arbitrary. But on the Alienware Alpha, it's proprietary, and it won't even attempt to power it on if the CMOS battery is failing. So it wouldn't even try to power it on. Couldn't even bypass it. Hey. So I went and tried power cycling. I tried taking it apart and just taking out the battery for like 30 minutes to let it reset. None of that stuff worked. I ended up going on Amazon and ordering a new battery, which is why we're recording right now. Because I was able to take it apart and replace the battery and do like a power cycle dealie. And my computer started. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, though, I'm a computer guru. And once it goes bad like that... It has to do stress on the motherboard, the capacitors, all that. So it's probably forever going to have issues. There's a spot probably about an hour into this podcast where there was a beep. (laughs) That was the computer (laughs) making that noise. So it may be on its last leg. So I already ordered a replacement computer. I actually got, um, I Googled the top gaming PCs in 2019 under 500 bucks. Um, So I got a tiny little gaming PC that's going to be way better than this because so the alienware alpha when i got it it was like five years old like the mm-hmm. the the release of it and i've had it for like five or six years so it is really antiquated but it's an i7 which is like still decent um for processor speed and all that and all i really want is for it to do in design well without any lag and be able to do this obs studio stuff that we record with um so basically what i'm doing now is we're going to do this episode, record it, upload it, do the editing of that. I'm going to move everything from this computer to my external hard drive. And mm-hmm. then this weekend also, while I'm in between assembling cartridges and finishing two paintings I got to finish for the Super Nintendo one, because I'm painting some pixel paintings too, um, I'm going to also transfer everything and set up a new computer for next week's recording. Um, <laughs> and then this computer is going to go into my other and my bedroom with the xbox one and as long as it's alive it'll be like a little emulation and steam machine steam box because mm-hmm. that's what the alienware alpha was released as was a steam box so i have a few steam games on it and i'll be able to play all those and maybe it'll download tv shows faster or something than in my gaming room where the internet is spotty unless i switch over to the extender like we had to do tonight (laughs) (laughs) but that's my craziness what do you got going on uh what i got going on well jp switch mania stuff so right now i'm working on all of my uh finalizing the editing of unboxing videos i recorded five of them last week oh geez Uh, so i put up one already which was the outlast bundle of terror from limited run games Mm -hmm. and then i won't reveal the other four i recorded although if you're on twitter you probably saw my picture of what they were so stay stay tuned for that you'll see those hopefully with all within the next uh week or so i try to i'm going to try and put one out every like two or three days nice the weekend's coming up so that means i'm working on my weekly post of all the new games coming out next week and there's this is probably going to be our busiest week next week oh Um, no (laughs) Oh yeah! Oh boy! <laughs> oh yeah. boy! <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I'm not at the same time. But no, there's a lot of good titles, so I'm gonna put that together. You, um, you know that every joke, JP, there's some truth behind it, right? 
You say, I know. When you say you're not, there's some truth to it, JP. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in in my opinion, like the way that I collect is because I used to do OCD collecting, and I had to stop because like I would just it would just be the point where I wasn't enjoying getting certain titles that I didn't like, and right. it was like the complete NES collecting. And we have a complete NES collection between Kyle and I, and we like collected it together and into his retroseum and it was like man we're never gonna play color a dinosaur like <laughs> it's like why and so we s- didn't go forward to any other systems um and i went to this mentality of i only collect what i'm nostalgic for and what i enjoy and then i have no problem parting with those games that i don't like either so when it comes to the switch like if i ever end up selling anything it's literally because i'm never gonna plan on playing it again or playing Mm -hmm. like but a game like fox and forest that we played i'm not going to sell it because we loved it and enjoyed it i don't i'm not gonna sell something that i beat either it's i would have to have hated it (laughs) like it would be like oh i got harvest life by accident because i thought it was stardew valley yep that game's probably gonna get sold (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm never planning on playing that game so (laughs) i i don't need it so that's the kind of stuff. That's the kind of collector I am, though. So. <laughs> I hear you. So I never get, like, so there's some truth in there. Your wife will appreciate this talk. But <laughs> <laughs> I think she'd appreciate if I said, hey, honey, I'm uh, I'm not going to buy everything this week. She'd probably just have a heart attack and be like, no, that doesn't sound like you. You don't want your wife to have a heart attack. No, 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 I don't. But uh, I think she would just be in shock if I said that. Yeah, so would. I would I'm definitely not saying that next week. I got all my pre-orders locked up. That pretty much everything that's been announced for the Switch and this pre-orderable, I have it pre-ordered, and I'm yeah. going to keep it that way for now. That's good. Um, other stuff that I'm working on, well, I have my, like I said, my contest with PM Studios going on. Yep. Uh, and we have our weekend. contest going on. <laughs> and we have our contest now, which get hopefully us- somebody's going to sing my jingle, and I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, if you can get the three and a, two and a half hours here, three and a half, you get the two and a half hours here, we want that Switch Mania jingle. Like that's it. true i would like i feel like we should just have one word to end this and tell people just just tweet that word and we'll see who really listened all the way to the end <laughs> <laughs> or they'll just fast forward no we have a we have good content um other than that <laughs> slowly working on facebook still we're hopefully going to be launching our page for that soon cool. uh, this weekend my goal is really to write for the switch collector book because i'm way behind but <laughs> i just need to sit down and dedicate some time so that well, is like, like i've told you we're almost in built in a day you need to do like one at a time just i know because if I you're know. gonna think about doing all of them you're not gonna get to it because it's too many it's um it's what we call scope creep um it's gonna get crazy but uh, all you gotta do is go all right i'm gonna write about this one and i i wrote um in our shared document i wrote the ones where we have a dedicated section um okay but just because there's not a dedicated section doesn't mean that we can't have uh because it might you might have a lot to say about a lot of stuff and it might just merit its own section too so Mm -hmm. it may morph into that too so that's where the switch book may grow (laughs) because like if you're like oh well there's this variant and this variant and this variant i want to talk about them okay well, maybe we have a variant section, for uh-huh. example, which is fine. And it's it's we gotta the one thing we gotta think about again mentioning the word scope or the the words scope creep is that with the book we gotta make sure that it's 
executable at the much larger 2018 and 2019 aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't necessarily have to make a full year from a book because I don't see a 2018 book being under 500 pages. So it's if, if this book's already at three something, like 2017, mm-hmm. it's just going to get larger. And I don't want to take a 2018 game that we need to do two to four pages on or six pages on and mm-hmm. not do that. And I think I might, we were talking about six pages before, I might down it to four pages per per game, even the big ones, just to, because I think if we start doing six pages, then everything's going to need to be six pages. Right. I think, I think there's something to be said about having to fit it in a set size as well. Um, and that's, I kind of enjoy that with the complete NES and complete SNES where I had to only write three sentences on a game. Mm-hmm. It was a challenge. It was fun. So, <laughs> I mean, some people didn't like it, but most understood where I was coming from. Mm-hmm. And with this one, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of space. Um, I've also kept a, a large size of text, which I've enjoyed because, you know, like it's not a hefty read, which is good. We don't want it to be a pontification of Switch. Right. So... I, I think though, if you do it little by little, man, it'll it'll be easy. <laughs> it'll be easy, yeah. to, easy to knock out and and just like, all right, this weekend I'm gonna do one. Then you'll be fine. If you get two, cool. If you only get one, cool. Because then, in if you only have twelve games to write about or something before you start right. adding extra, then you'll be done. And by the time we get ready for launch, yeah, that's what I need. I need I need to do that first one, and then I'll feel like I'm in the groove. And okay, I got this. I think it's always that. It's just like doing that that very first one of anything. It's just like that starting point. But I promise you I will have at least one written this weekend. I'll tell you the worst, though, than getting started is that last 10%. Yeah. The Uh, last 10% of something, any project, is the hardest part. uh Anybody who's released games, it's the same deal. It's like, man, that last, just to get the finishing touches and get it out there is like near impossible for some. So why some projects never come out. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's crazy to me. <sighs> super cool though. Uh, yeah, I mean the the books will be out, and I got crazy three projects dangling right now, not including the Switch book. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I never do that. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely um probably hone my focus next year. Um, cause I'm still working on the Sega Genesis book in the background, by the way, <laughs> like it's, I'm still playing and writing paragraph three sentences on every Sega game. I, oh I finished the bees this week. <laughs> so yeah, that's a thing. Um, so I think I'm going to literally be doing switch book next complete game and a re-release every, like next year. Like that's it. Nice. all this new stuff. I gotta, I gotta hone that back. <laughs> Because the Genesis book isn't going to be done next year either. I work too much right now. My main job, I work too much to be doing a, a crazy book. Um, I hear you. Got anything else? Anything else crazy? No, I think that's it. Okay, so as yeah. always, thank you all for listening to this longer podcast. Never an intention, but it's always fun to, to record a lot. Um, I would just like to say that we always say, why are we going to shoot for one hour? And yep. <laughs> I how far are we over? Yeah, we're way over. And I mean, <laughs> I'll know what? regret it's... it in the morning when I wake up in five hours for work. 
<laughs> but it's enjoyable. Exactly. And I mean, where to find us? I'm at HagensAlley.com. That's where you can find me, my books, the podcast. Um, <laughs> and obviously, this will be uploaded first on YouTube and then shortly to follow um, an edited version. It's usually the next day I'll. I'll throw that together. So I have to. I do a little bit of editing, throwing in some music in there, um, and anything that's relevant, like taking the music down when JP sings for everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there'll be there'll be a couple musical pieces in there. Um, what I've liked, I think I liked the standard last week where I do an intro with some music from the game, an outro with some music from the game, and then in the right when we start talking about the game, I cut to the intro song. That's mm-hmm. what I did last time. Last time, the intro song, though, had lyrics, so I cut to it. This time, I could probably put it under our talking. So that way, we don't have to actually cut away from the podcast. It's already long enough. <laughs> so yeah. where can everyone find the JP? Is it JP Switch Mania? Yep. So jpswitchmania.com, uh, my website. And then Twitter is JP at JP Switch Mania. Uh, that's where I am 24-7, really, on Twitter. So if you listen to this, give us some feedback. Talk directly to us. Give us your thoughts, what you want to hear next time, what games you think we should be playing in the future playcast. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'm also on YouTube. So if you like if you like to see what's in collector editions but you don't want to open them up yourself, check out my videos because that's what I do. My goal is to go through the entire collector library over the course of the switch lifespan. So we have 25 episodes up. And like I said, I have four more to post and then we're going to just keep rolling them out. So if there's one that you want to see or you heard about and you think it looks cool, but you never got to see good pictures of it or what the content, let me know. And we'll bring that to the front of the list. But, um, Personally, I just want to say thanks for listening and coming along with us on the Switch journey. It's oh, a yeah. lot of fun. And fun. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. See you later. See you later.
Thank you.